yeah <laughs> get him Welcome to another episode of Pointless Discourse with myself, Apocalypse, and D-Pain. Uh, salam, and K-H-R-A, which is hello, formally and informally, and Pashto. I hope I'm saying those words right. <laughs> they don't have, like, in parentheses, like, how to phonetically say it. Oh, no assistance. You're yeah. all on your own. So, if I butcher a language, or, like, I did a couple podcasts ago just completely erase uh the middle syllable <laughs> while i'm reading it well might be some mad people <laughs> <laughs> but yes uh welcome back to our podcast where we talk a lot about or we have strong opinions about things that don't matter uh, but they matter today this whole month mm-hmm. and then maybe more uh <laughs> uh yes we are still going through our halloween movie bracket uh our horror movie listings it's um i think this week has been was an interesting one because these don't feel like one-to-one movies to compare Mm -hmm. whereas uh in our previous two episodes if you are into horror movies and don't mind spoilers and or have already seen those movies highly recommend you go back where it felt like those movies were one-to-one comparisons where you had like the self-aware comedy and then you had the true classics up against each other yeah <laughs> it, it i was looking at it this week and then especially after watching some of the stuff like this top bracket because like after this we're halfway through mm-hmm. like round one um this first bracket like the week one and week two just not everything in here but there there's a lot of, like a heavy contenders that I'm like, if some of these were in different brackets, they would go farther. Like I, I could see like if some of these movies were placed differently, um, they would be like, I don't know. I feel like we could have seen four of these movies in the semifinals. That's crazy though. Cause at the very end of the first bracket though i feel like those movies could also make it to the end (laughs) well that's no that's what i was saying like okay so like if some of these matches were just different no no, but i'm saying not like this half of the bracket but the bottom half of half of the bracket also i think has very strong contenders oh no i i'll admit i haven't really looked at that i'm more focused on week what i gotta read (laughs) or watch (laughs) (laughs) whatever's in the current future yeah in the future future okay yeah i looked and there's there's some good ones well that's not fair the one of the ones is like your absolute favorite (laughs) (laughs) isn't it also yours (laughs) we're moving on (laughs) but uh Nah, but anyway, so what, uh, yeah, in planning and making sure to prep for today's podcast, d and I ended up on a rant last night going, wow, this is really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're revisiting hobbies that, so I've taken a bit, quite a bit of a break of content creation, but I am kind of slowly working my way back into it. So I feel like I'm losing time <laughs> again, but <laughs> it is just really fun to kind of force yourself 
for the sake of content to get to do things you used to do all the time because you used to make film too right d-pain yeah i i have a few short films uh there's four 48 hour movie project um which is worldwide actually that uh me and a few friends we went and uh did one year and uh that was like looking back at it like i'm like i don't even know how i did this and the only reason i remember the only reason i like did go through with it is because we had to pay to get involved but like that was a real rough time because that was like the week after my mom died <laughs> that we wow. we did that but like at the same time it was good for me because like i was able to just focus on something else which i don't know that that was just a real fun quick quick side story like we can't go into too many side stories because we know how long these episodes go <laughs> uh that happened and it was just like no one was messaging me because like i was kind of the central leader because i was the director and editor and everything and one of the writers um yeah big surprise dp when he gets something doesn't do it halfway like he has to do everything uh <laughs> but uh <laughs> we were we were doing that and i just remember everybody was sitting there just like so should we because like they all told me afterwards the people that knew was like should we ask uh d-pain like should we uh should we not do this because what happened and before anyone to it's like hey we're still doing this um we're just going to do the best we can and and have fun doing it so yeah let's rock and roll um and then one of the people who's like uh one of the friends now that like this is the first time like she met me and had no clue what i was talking about and oh, so okay. other people had to like tell her no yeah this his mom just passed away and all this stuff like but like they told her afterwards and she's like i didn't know that was going on in the background that kind of explains why you didn't really talk much to anybody except for just do this directing thing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we were like five minutes late into turning it in because we took a wrong turn and, but like Oh man, I would love to do a forty-eight hour movie project again, but it's just like, it's it's a lot to do. Yeah, I'm sure that expends a lot of energy. But it's funny you said wrong turn, and my mind immediately went to a different horror movie oh, franchise. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, what was it? I had met someone at Lux's uh, going away thing. They mm -hmm. said they're really into gore horror in particular. I was like, oh, so you watched like Wrong Turn? They're like, oh no, I've been meaning to watch it. I was like, have you watched Hills Have Eyes? They're like, no. I was like generations are so different now That's i was like, like have, i was like watched? have you yeah i was like have you watched hostile they're like no i was like i couldn't even watch hostile <laughs> <laughs> so it was just interesting kind of like saying what i recognize as like because like i would say wrong turn is like you know the sci-fi b movie can't be one hills have eyes was the one that i actually enjoyed watching Mm -hmm. where I thought it was a decent balance between it all. And then Hostel is the thing that everyone said, don't watch Hostel. And I was like, all right, I won't. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when Hostel came out. Yeah. Well, like, I guess Saul would also fall into that. So, like, when I was writing my, my college paper on horror, like, that was one of the things I also researched into where it's just, like, um, America for a little while and uh, France was doing this as well where um, – it was like it online it gained of course the children come out go away <laughs> <laughs> um 
Do you want to close your window? Yeah, because I realize what I'm about to say next probably shouldn't be <laughs> right after I say, children, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Saul's an interesting one because I watched Saul and I didn't find it too uncomfortable to watch personally. I, re I remember really liking the first Saul and then I watched the second one and I said, oh no, who wrote this? And then the third one happened. And I was like, this is at least less on the nose but i don't know how i feel about the franchise yeah well like i think the first one was more of a puzzle thing but then everyone just remembers all right guys we're gonna just start right now spoiler saw's not on the list today but um uh, Sp saw's not actually on the bracket at all that's what i was saying yeah. yeah saw isn't on there um but uh i think everyone just remembered one thing from saw and that's when he cut off his own foot um and it's like, that's what we're going to make the whole series out of. I know. Like, I really liked the concept of the first one where Jigsaw was like, you you can live if you just listen to what I'm asking you. Like, you don't have to die. And then it felt like the series went in and was like, I know they wrote it so it wasn't the true Jigsaw anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but, like, what's the the point now is literally just the gore. Why, why is anyone... Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> and then I think... They rebooted the franchise again, but gave it a different name with, like, um, uh, who's that comedian? And he's playing a detective in it. And I was like, it was already weird enough for the Wahlberg. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm also, I feel like I'm picky about my movies, so. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of movies. There's a lot of movies, and there's not a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. We should have probably been a little bit more picky, but that's next episode. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, so yes, uh, if it wasn't clear from our ramblings as usual, we are still in our movie brackets. This week, we'll be talking, uh, I guess, this part of this week. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, like we said, we find that we talk a lot through the episodes. And um, so it's Ex Machina and the Reanimator. And this should be out on a monday and then the second half i think when we rolled was thursday thursday yes thursday. so this will be uh, well this is already out for them this is just more for our brainwave is that <laughs> it will be out october 4th and then the second episode uh this week which uh well the bracket will be on like they'll, they'll see what it was will be uh train to basan versus the cell uh and that will be out on the 7th so um yeah but you you got a comment shindig yes so uh on our twitter for twitter.com slash pointless disco we've been putting up polls with the both halves of like the episodes combined and saying like who do you think will make it in the semifinals compared to these uh four uh and i retweeted it and i was like what does everyone think in our total bracket without the poll but with, through the total bracket who do you think will make it to the end end mm -hmm. and jr flames said train to busan and i know d pain uh after watching the movie messaged me he's like "Ooh, i want to talk about this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i may have was talking to oh, i'll save it for that that episode <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah and then uh i feel like we can talk about this because half the options are gone from the poll that we put out where if you guys didn't see it, once again, twitter.com slash pointless disco. Um, we put polls up, and this um, past Monday, I put up a poll saying, like, okay, here's the four movies that are in the bracket. Which one do you think is getting to the semifinals? Ooh, excuse me. 
and uh, yeah, so it was a tie between Shaun of the Dead and The Shining to win, and then Cabin in the Woods came in second, and Psycho got zero votes. Which is really funny if you listen to this <laughs> Thursday episode. Yeah, um, they got half, uh, but yeah, I uh, I just remember. I think I sent Hop this like once before, like very early on, just seeing like where the votes were, and then nothing changed because I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you listen to last week's episode, you'll one of them. This I don't know. Which one of them? I don't remember. The whatever one is the Psycho versus the Shine. I think that's the one, the second one. Uh, yeah, they came out. By the way, everybody, it's also we're also like weirdly enough, but actually nice that we're like a week ahead in these recordings. So it, our timelines. Every yeah. time we like try to be on top of the recordings, we're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. When did that happen? Yeah. So probably next week. So next week when we record, we'll be recording the the next two episodes, and then uh, the other thing was uh, so yeah we'll have that and then uh, but you guys will start finally see the first episodes of that, and uh, yeah I guess we'll hear people's reactions. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just interesting because that was a very close call. It mm-hmm. was, we had to go to our tiebreaker rules. And like I said, I think the only reason why the winning movie made it was because of how we rated atmosphere and the likable characters. Yeah. But it was from that episode is why I'm like, I need to rewatch everything. Because I, I was telling everybody like on stream and at work, like I've watched more movies these past two weeks. And I have watched since like 2019, or like I would even throw 2018 in there, like as well. But I don't remember what I watched. <laughs> but it's just like I used to watch a lot of movies, and then I just stopped. Life gets in the way. It was streaming. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but uh, we got an episode to do. Uh, we're gonna roll for movies, and we'll see. Well, I finally got one in the bracket. <laughs> yes. So what we're doing now is we're rolling uh, a D100 or two D10s and saying one's a tens digit and one is the ones digit. And we're doing this in the same system as Call of Cthulhu or Delta Green, where actually the lower number is the one that makes it through. And we're doing this instead of our usual D20, which is for D&D and Pathfinder, since uh, the the first two RPGs I mentioned lean more into the uh, sanity mechanics and being scared of things. So it fits mm-hmm. in with the horror. And I forgot to mute my phone. Did you get a notification? No, I just looked over and I was like, where's, where's my scores? I have them all on my phone. And then I was like, this isn't muted. <laughs> um, I think you are going first. You roll really high for once? Yeah. Like a 93. <laughs> that is very hard to uh, roll higher than. Uh, you're right. I got a 35. I was like, but I was expecting, but you're wrong. I got a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> not 100. Uh, not good in those games, but okay. So um, then oh. do we want to do it uh, for the movie I brought to the list? Or uh, yeah. Um, or I should know. I do it 
Well, you watched all four, but I feel like it kind of like doing the opposite of what we did last week where we go over what movie we recently watched might be easier. Because, like, remember, we were going through The Shining and I was, like, <laughs> filling in the gaps. Yeah. Um, but real quick, I guess just in case this is the first episode people are popping in with, uh, we can just do a quick run through of what we're scoring off of and just refreshing. Ah, yes. All right. So, real quick, everybody, um, if you listen to the first episode we did, this took us about 20 minutes just to do on itself. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, what we have is that we have one, two, three, four, six to- uh, areas that we are scoring each movie, and they can get a score up to one through five, um, and uh, with a total of 30 points. So, those are setting, plot twist, atmosphere, monsters slash villains, visual appeal, and likable characters. So we watch or uh, get enough information to um, jog our memory uh, about this, and uh, yeah. So to score score this uh, movie, and at the end uh, we will take both of our um, numbers, and uh, we'll take the sum of both our numbers, add them up, get that sum, and whatever has the highest. Uh, total of both our scores will win now if there's a tie like in the previous episode um i don't know how to explain this easily but hop has some uh math magic that she does to where the scores looks like they look like a real basketball game (laughs) yes so basically what d-pain is uh alluding to is i put a weighted system in because d-pain was like what do we do in case of a tiebreaker so I asked um, that we both fill in for the six categories. Uh, one is this is the most important thing to you in a horror film to six being like, this is, I care about this, but it's not a make or break, right? Mm-hmm. And then based on that, I kind of uh, weighted out the points in the categories. So then I multiply based on that value. So something like atmosphere is very important to both of us. So if um, atmosphere uh, in the tiebreaker atmosphere, if there's a difference in score, will be r- r- a lot more points towards the final big score. Mm-hmm. So like in the example before, uh, we both ended up giving uh, on. Uh, I think the average that we gave The Shining was a four point five for the atmosphere, whereas The Psycho had a a five out of five. Mm-hmm. So then the psycho got more points because atmosphere was so high. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It, I was just laughing internally. It's like the psycho. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so I, I guess we can just say whoever wins the role. Yeah. I guess we'll just start off the conversation then. Yeah. So, and you want to talk uh, ex machina first? Yeah, I'll do it that way because I'm watching. I'm kind of what I've been doing is because I think a lot of these I've either rewatched fairly recently or watched for the first time recently. I've been watching recaps on the things I brought to the list. So then, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'll jump into Ex Machina. Yeah, no so spoilers everywhere. Oh yes, <laughs> big old spoilers. Uh, we're not warned. holding back because we need to talk in detail about all the different things. Either mm-hmm. you've watched it or this will make you at least want to watch it, and you can forget about important parts to enjoy it enough 
Yeah. Anyway. You can do that even if you watch the movie. <laughs> so uh, kick off with a summary of the movie. So what uh, Ex Machina is, is a... It's very much a slow burn. I sorry, mm-hmm. I had this argument with a friend. We can get into it with <laughs> when we get into describing the movie. But uh it's a movie in which the main character Wow, I forget his name already. Caleb. The, yes, Caleb. Caleb I have the IMDB up, so I don't know. <laughs> I know. Uh Caleb is working in a tech company as a coder programmer. And he ends up winning a chance for a trip to go to this private research facility of the owner of said company. Everyone's excited for him. He's like, what are we going to do? What's up? What is going on? You find it's extremely secluded. Uh, It takes a helicopter ride and it's like 200 miles over an island. And he's like, are we there yet? And he's like, there's still like another hour. And Caleb's like, okay. (laughs) So then he lands on the island, has to then walk further into a house. And the house is completely automated, he finds super uh, secure facility and all that Uh, meets the tech company guru Uh, he's touted as being like this child genius who's built uh, basically Google yeah he built uh, Google when he was like 13 years old yeah at a very young age and he comes to find out he's there to administer the Turing test to uh, an AI that the uh, genius made (coughs) and in doing so uh, as with true sci-fi, everything goes wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a lot of the movie structure is set up. Uh, it takes place over a week where each... Uh, there are, like, breaks in the film for each day where they say it's, like, what session it is that he's talking to the AI named Ava. Mm-hmm. So they have all those, like, cuts. They're, like, session one, session two. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh... And then I guess everything else we can kind of say for the meat and potatoes, right? Unless you feel like there's anything else important to add in the synopsis. Um, no, nah, I think this will come out when we talk about it. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess first things first, uh, as my phone keeps shutting off, uh, setting. What do you think? So I found the setting for me average like yeah it was like cool and visually stunning to get to the point but at the end of the day i was like it's just a lockdown lab Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i gave it a three where it served its purpose but i think the movie could have happened almost anywhere else like it didn't have to be on this super expansive island it didn't have to be the super rich guy it could have just been in a weird lockdown lab which i find is pretty common in a lot of sci very sci-fi based horror mm-hmm. yeah i i got a oh wow brain <laughs> guys it's really early well at least we woke <laughs> up early <laughs> now it's not so much because we talked a bunch um yeah i could see that i i kind of gave it a four because uh um like it, it just wasn't concrete walls like there is like the like yes like once they you actually go into the living areas and and stuff and um and just uh like once you leave the living area like it becomes very spartan of like just decoration um and just like because it's all underground and 
I don't know. I, I guess, like, the setting, and this probably would go... I guess I should also give, like, the caveat that, like, this is one of my favorite movies. So, like, I'm trying not to... I'm trying not to do biased when I'm scoring. But, um... It's just the... In some movies, it's just, like... Like, especially, like, a mansion... Like, because this is essentially what it is. It's, like... It's a Resident Evil mansion they're pretty much in. But it's, like... <laughs> um, but it's just, like... I, I feel like sometimes it's just, like, they... We need to have a scene. We'll have just have it in this room, and like each room and like each setting point, kind of has like a purpose. So it's, I guess, um, so it's just like I can kind of see that because I yeah. know I had that argument when it came to The Shining, but something about yeah, like there are different layers to the setting. Mm-hmm. Like it's for... not as good as The Shining was. Like The Shining, yeah. <laughs> like that was the whole thing. Like because like whenever they whenever they got into like the, the like the morals and like the like kind of questions of like whenever Caleb is questioning Nathan. Uh, I don't. By the way, Nathan is the guy who is the the genius setup. I don't, I don't think we mentioned his name earlier. Um, whenever they're having like their debates, it's always like in nature like they're having these debates about like the construct of ai and like the morals of it like while they are like um like up in up in the living area and just like trying to enjoy as much as i can each other's company um whatever there's like distrust they're outside because it's this thing i think there's like the whole part well, like, yeah, they go climbing up, like, this This island doesn't even make sense to me. Like, Yeah, there's just things. Like, I think for me, it felt like they sold a very big, broad setting that could have had a lot happen into it, and then they mm-hmm. they picked very small pieces. I think that's where I, it lost yeah, points for that. me. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's other things that they're like, the setting is the house. I'm like, okay, easy. And then they use the whole house. I'm like, forgivable. And this mm-hmm. one, they go, this is the mi- biggest island you've ever heard of. There's infinite nature. There's waterfalls. And you're like, how did you get here? You're just at a waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> it, and, like, the, the funny thing is, is, like, oop, I just kicked my desk. Like, in, I remember in the beginning, like, uh, they just, it's like, okay, they show, like, this whole compound, like, which is just, like, a bunch of, like, random buildings are sticking up. You only see one of them. <laughs> Yeah, you and then anytime they're at a window, you would think you would see other parts of the building, but you only ever see island. I'm like, do are the windows only on like, like is it a circular building? Like, (laughs) because like between the kitchen and the place he works out, and then the place that they have they drink together, Mm -hmm. we all have windows. And I'm like, okay, island, island. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's it. It's very pretty. Yeah, visually it's very (laughs) nice and. But it's just like, yeah, no, I can I can understand where it's just like, okay, more. But the same, like, where, and we're not, this isn't against The Shining, so it's like, but it's also something that, it's a good comparison just for what we're talking about. It was like, where The Shining, like, the house was creating the madness and the mansion, the Overlook Hotel was in itself a character. This compound isn't. Yeah, it it's 
it, it much, li- it's a yeah. plot device yeah at it, best <laughs> yeah it, it's just pretty much how can we keep these guys secluded yeah and and i i yeah, i could see uh like i could agree with the point was like this could happen probably in a lab like somewhere like a place in a city or something but i think that would bring in like that whole I think it would because the other main setting of this or maybe this is plot point or something where uh, Caleb has to be isolated because if he wasn't isolated like he could go talk to other people and get other points of view to like maybe not fully say what he's seen and everything but like there would be other characters where this one the whole movie is pretty much him wrestling with with the doubt of does does Ava actually like me who's lying to me who's trying to use me and like if he's in a city where he can like is still close by like i think the fact that it's arguable he's a fish though, out because of water. Yeah. yeah that is true but it's arguable though because as soon as he gets there he's forced to sign an nda and is yeah. not allowed to make phone calls and stuff so i think that's why i'm like yeah he could still feel alone and crazy and it's almost like in other movies i've seen where they do set it in like where they have other people and then they talk to the other people and the other people are like what are you talking about and then Mm -hmm. it feeds into the confusion it just yeah it it depends on what you like about the isolation like it does do a very that's why i said it was average because it does do Mm -hmm. a very good job of the isolation yeah, well, he doesn't have a choice. <laughs> yes, but I just mean sometimes, like, they put yeah. the movies and they're like, I'm stuck in a basement in a city, and you're like, there's no there's no tiny window, no crawl space, no... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> well, like, the, I guess the other thing that is a little bit interesting is that they show that, like, you can only get to this location via helicopter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so there's that. And, like, when he comes in, like... Uh, I, Oscar Isaac's the actor. Nathan is <laughs> yes. uh, Nathan's very much like, yeah. There's your key, key card. You can get into whatever room you want with that. Um, that you're allowed to. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I was getting there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> but the, yes, exactly. As uh, like whatever doors it opens, it opens. Whatever doors it doesn't, you don't need to be in there. And uh, and it's just that's the other thing. Like, there's no rules about him exploring nature as well. But it's just like. It, I guess it also gives, like, you can go anywhere you want on this island, except for, like, a, a handful of rooms. Um, you, It's just, you're you're willing, like, if you want to go outside and hike, you are totally welcome to do this so. If you want to explore the house, you're totally welcome to do so to a certain extent. But, like... Speaking of this, mm-hmm. so, like, half the house has beautiful windows and looks out into nature, and then he takes him into his bedroom, and Caleb is like, there's no windows this is kind of yeah. weird and he's like well you see it's an underground special facility yep. and thinking on back on it i'm like if it was that important why is half the house made of glass <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah no it's well you gotta you gotta at least enjoy something <laughs> i don't know there's there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense and <laughs> in hindsight yeah it, it's not a bad movie i'm oh, yeah. again <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like kind of the the like side product where like when we have to nitpick through some of these stuff like some of the things that really aren't big negatives like the thing well originally I was gonna say all these movies on here are good movies uh, that may have changed this week but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um 
Nostalgia's a nostalgia's a, hell of a, a thing. yeah, a powerful tool that's a jerk. <laughs> um but uh yeah, like these are in their own right, they're like none of these movies are absolutely terrible. Um but, but we it, have to be because you have so many good movies. Yeah. You have to be you discerning. To, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, so like the setting, I give it four. I, I don't know. I I just think it's interesting because I think I've seen movies. Not no, not I think I've seen movies and read stuff where it's in the setting that uh, that you were mentioning, where it's just like they're in a lab, locked down, like can't leave or something. And they just gotta like live in this facility while doing the test and stuff, um, which is all good and all, and that gives a different extent. But it, I, I don't know. Like the, I think it's interesting where it's just like you have way more freedom than any other movie and even the, and that's the other thing like the movie is only showing like select parts of which they have to but it's just like there's hours that we don't see where i don't know he could have been exploring the house and everything that's true and it is a nice contrast to see like like you said they're talking about human nature in nature a big yeah. strong contrast between being in there and being in a basically a, a cold steel box talking to a robot yeah and more or less yeah and like as time goes on like as as you mentioned earlier this is a very slow burn movie <laughs> uh, it's also like i'm realizing as where i where i sit now is just like i really like high science movies like i i know there's high fantasy i don't know any other way to explain this where it's just like the science is very heavy in this movie where they go and explain. i think they yeah, but I think they, they explained do a good... it really well. Yeah, like there were terms in there, and I was like, "Oh, that would confuse a lot of people." But I know what he means because I am also nerd. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> mm-hmm. in that I'm also a programmer. So yeah, uh, when he asks about how Ava works and everything, but no, yeah, you keep bringing up it's a slow burn. It was funny. So my, I told my friend who is also into film. He has like a Letterbox account. I think it's Letterbox and things like that where he tracks things. Mm-hmm. And I told him I, um, he was telling me he watched, I think, The Manacles. And he was like, I remembered why it's so hard for me to watch horror movies because it's an hour and a half of setup and then a half hour of things. I was like, yeah, like Ex Machina. He was like, do not talk ill of that movie. I love that movie. I was like, it is so slow burn. He's like, at one time, he goes, at what time point does Oscar Isaac start dancing? I was like, I'm pretty sure that's like an hour and 15 minutes it, in. Yeah. And then my friend was like, oh, maybe it is a slow burn. Because <laughs> he yeah. said it was that point that the movie picks up. And it does. Mm-hmm. It picks up very well. But it was like, it's funny because like you said, if you just remember the movie for what you enjoy, sometimes you forget that it is such a slow burn. Because you, you tend to remember the really... Like, I remember the last 45 minutes more than <laughs> oh, yeah. the first hour of the movie. And I watched it earlier this week. I watched it technically this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's one of those things where, uh, yeah. And, like, I remember when I was watching this, like, I constantly was like, I don't know if I should have put this on the horror movie list because this – and then it's like there's – there's I this is the thing when I was rewatching this movie. I was like, did I – misremember this and it's more like it's because that's the thing depending on what site you go to it classifies it as like either drama thriller and stuff and like i'm like but i remember there was like horror themes and it's just like when i was watching this like compared to last week where it was just like it that pretty much you're in for the ride (laughs) yeah Yeah. with this one it's just like i i'm like 
I think at the end or like kind of right around like the dance scene and stuff and uh, other parts that I'm pretty sure we'll get into. Um, I was like, no, this, this, well, I think we're kind of getting into atmosphere now. Is that I mean, we can it? easily transition into, well, I guess we should do plot twists first. Yeah. So uh, I'll say, to... I'll say that for, for, uh, whatever it is, the, <laughs> when we get to atmosphere. Okay. So you can kick off plot twists then. All right. So, yeah. So the, the plot twist, um, I don't know. I'm trying to, th- I gave it a four, but now I'm trying to remember, because there's like a few plot yes. twists. I also gave it a four. Uh, I did appreciate that they kind of, you think you know the obvious twists, mm-hmm. and then once you fi- uh, you're so focused on the obvious twist that when you get to the next twist, you're like, I that was not even in my brain yet. You didn't give me time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming the the very end plot twist, right? It it was alluded to, yeah. but I was too busy focusing. I personally was focusing in on obviously Nathan knows what's going on because yes. he has a cha- a very strong personality change very suddenly. I'm like, mm-hmm. "All right, how did he end up finding out?" Cuz I to put it plainly, you have uh, you find out that Ava in, has figured out a way to cause power outages throughout the house. When she cu- uh, causes the power outages, it cuts uh, the feed that Nathan has where he's listening and watching every interaction that Caleb and Ava have together. Because with the Turing test, you need to be able to watch and observe and see if you need to make your AI more human. Mm-hmm. And he finally puts it together. Like in the beginning of the movie, Nathan's complaining. He's like, I paid all the- all this money uh, and I can't bring him back out because it's too secure of a facility. I wish I figured out what was going on. Yeah. He finds out what's going on, and uh, pretty quickly the- though, <laughs> it's like yes. what the s- third session. He's like, yeah, <laughs> like we don't even think about it. But it's just like- yeah, you kind of forget about it. Yeah, but yeah. So then he ends up realizing what's going on. So then he's uh, he's plotting things on the side, and then Caleb is like obviously plotting things. And then Nathan is like, oh, hey, you sure you think you know what you think you know? And then mm-hmm. Ava's like, you sure you think you know what you know? And I'm like, hold on, there's too many threads. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you kind of feel for Caleb. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like, everyone's like, no, they're lying to you. Now they're using you. And then there's Kyoko that's just like, I don't talk. But I'll be your friend. <laughs> well, she was, uh, was. I don't know. A friend is the word. For friend, it. loose interpretation of friend. Um, she programmed to be nice. She also loses anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, uh, okay, so, everyone loses except one. But uh, out of the plot twist, which one hit you the hardest? The first time I watched it, it was definitely the second one. Which is when Ava leaves and leaves Caleb locked in the. In the, the room. room okay the twist that got me is um i'm trying to think of which one was the one that hit me hardest i think the one that hit me hardest was probably the lock in the room and i also didn't expect her to uh attack kyoko as well She's the one. She attacked Kyoko, right? And no, then, no, no, Caleb did. Uh, not Caleb. Nathan did. Oh, Nathan did. Right, right. No, they're they're communicating because at the end, like, they they have the stare off. <laughs> well, no, they're communicating. Okay. Yeah, cause, like it's 
It's one of those things. Oh, they they had a scene earlier where she visits her, right? Yeah. Well, it's right as Caleb does, like, because I remember the first twist when Caleb's like, "Yeah, I figured you were watching, so I reprogrammed the whole facility last night when you were super drunk." Mm -hmm. I'm like, I remember when that part of like that first twist. I'm like, "Yeah, (laughs) get him, get him!" And then, and then Nathan's just like crap because <laughs> <laughs> nathan thought he won and then yeah. caleb's like no i won and then they're both like, like we lost humans are inferior ah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just like uh yeah i just remember that was all like that was happening but like while they're having their like uh philosophical debate of like who's who's got the bigger brain and blah 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 um kyoko goes in and visits uh after the yeah. power outage yeah right right and because uh, like their whole thing i'm trying to remember is just like uh they said in the beginning they said that kyoko doesn't speak back like she doesn't speak she's no he says he he lies to caleb essentially yeah, like he tells she, caleb i hired her because she doesn't speak english so she can't leak yeah. secrets and i think about a third of the way in i was like okay kyoko's an ai yeah well the way- and that, sorry go ahead yeah, and I was going to say, because of the way she, she doesn't interact like a human being does. Yeah. Like, she does feel like an earlier prototype. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. The twist that got me was that Nathan was such a genius that he made perfectly backwards compatible robots. And I said, how in the ever-living <laughs> fuck did he manage to do this? Because she was able to reintegrate her. yeah, herself arm. with, like, version 2. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was more of a scientific thing and less of a... Yeah, and just movie I twist. guess it is a twist, right? Because mm. she could rebuild herself. Yeah, I I guess so. Because then she's human passing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, the skin comes off, which that's a, a fun little... Like, that's when I was like, nah, there's horror themes. There's enough horror themes in this movie. <laughs> like, because I remember that part, which, once again, I get to get into the atmosphere. But, uh, um, but yeah, the... But, like, there's also a line that I caught while rewatching it that Nathan throws out really quickly. And we're just like, yeah, she's programmed that way. Kind of funny, isn't it? Which, like, at that moment, like, I think that's either right before or right after he is talking about, like, no, I think that's right before they are talking about giving Ava uh, sexuality and just, like, working with that. And mm-hmm. uh, he's just like, no, that you're it's just like this is how your program or nature versus nurture, like or whatever you want to call it, and it's just like he throws out that program thing, which is like he looks at humans being programmed like AI, which is like. But he, I remember with Kyoko when she spills the wine, like he throws and just like man, these things like you program like he's sort of, I can't remember the exact line, but he says something about her being programmed and just like nothing works, and that's when uh, she goes into like the light closet and kind of does in a shutdown. Like, mm-hmm. it, it shows her do that, where it's just like, it's like, oh, she looks like she's sad or whatnot. But uh, but I remember, and it's like one of those things that I, second time watching it, I was, because I knew, I caught him saying, like, he, he says a line where it's just like, like, where up front it's just like, yeah, I hired her because, like, doesn't, she doesn't speak English, so she can't understand. But, like, he throws out, like, and I can't remember specifically what it is, but it's like a, like, techno jargon thing of just like how he messed up the signals and so she can't communicate and that's hmm. why she actually can't talk like it was a, like a real quick line that that he throws out there 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, but that was the thing, like, uh, at the end, which is how we got here, Ava and Kyoko are communicating somehow. Like, they're talking in, like... Without talking. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, she's, like, doing Morse code or something on her... I think she's doing Morse code on her arm. Yeah, or they, like, they just transfer signals or something by, yeah. like, touch. Yeah, and that's how they got, like, on the s- same wavelength. Uh, mm-hmm. And so... Um, but, yeah, so, like, definitely that whole scene. Um, like, uh there but yeah the the plot twist i I just remember because like the the whole thing like when i watch a movie that is like gets through hollywood i i don't expect hollywood or the director to to have the freedom to do an ending like they did Mm -hmm. and so a24 is a special beast though yes i (laughs) i was like who made this and then yeah when I saw A24 at the end, I was like, yeah, I'll explain. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. A24 <laughs> is just like, yeah, whatever. We're doing what we want. We're making art losers. Yeah, because, like, I also, uh, I debated putting The Lighthouse on here because I was like, is it horror or is it a thriller? Um, but it, I could see, like, definitely the same production company. <laughs> yeah, A24, I really like their films. Like, I like how they take it. Um, I hope they don't lose money. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. the second thing was just, like, because the way it sets it up because it's just like essentially like it's a one-sided love story and it's just like this caleb's in infatuated with ava and then she looks human and then it's just like she's like yeah just stay here and wait he's for just, me and he's like you that <laughs> yeah and he's just like he's just creeper watching <laughs> through there as like she gets dressed and then gets dressed <laughs> Like gets skin. gets dressed. <laughs> yeah, gets gets skin, which like that was something else that I I remember the first time I watched and this time I saw it again. Like that was always weird. Like those, like um, the robot that she takes the skin from is also active because like originally she's just standing there just staring out into the wall. At after she gets all her skin off off the one ro- uh, AI. Like she's looking at Ava, mm-hmm. and I'm like just, yeah, I think it was uh, like, okay. it's implied that they're all technically still like quote yeah. unquote alive. But the um, the part that always that confused me, I was like, <laughs> were they the same skin tone? Where did you oh get yes, hair? I. <laughs> that's exactly the same thing. Where it's just like when you were in the closet, you had a different skin tone than <laughs> Ava's face, but now it's all good. Yeah, I was expecting, I was hope I would have really, really appreciated it if they, like, made her look like Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas, and I was just like, <laughs> and then she put the hair on, I was like, none of the other robots had that hair. <laughs> I was yeah. like, it bothered me a little bit, but I was like, but I'm still in for the ride. Yeah, it's at the end. The other thing that, like, I remember when I first watched this, was, like, the whole, like, integral part of this movie is the fact that they're, like, hey um she needs to charge and this thing takes so much power it shuts off this high-tech uh facility she does realize she ain't lasting long out there right well she says uh <laughs> I, maybe it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily shut down every time she charges eh. she oh yeah um, she chose to but it's just yeah she, she revert or she reverses the induction or something that causes the yeah. outage 
So maybe she could be like a Tesla and like technically she could charge over 15 hours and then be fine yeah, <laughs> versus charging in an hour. Like It's definitely one of those things where it's just like throwing a child into the world because it's just like, okay, she knows that she just wants to like observe humans and all that stuff, but it's just like, I don't know. I would be very interested to just see Ava after Ex Machina. <laughs> like... For the image that crossed my mind is, did you hear about the, um, it's not a real robot, but like a robot. The hitchhiker robot. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) It's a two minute short film. (laughs) It's just, she didn't make it too far, guys. She didn't, she didn't make it past (laughs) Philly. (laughs) It fits. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's just like, I remember watching that afterwards where it's just like, because, like, at 2016, like, Teslas were still around, but it's, like, they were just starting. Yes. That's when I, wa- I think I watched it in 2016. This movie came out, when does it come, when did it come out? 20, oh, 16. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just, like, but it, it also shows, like, her whole programming was to fake it till she make it and can escape to make her as human as possible yeah. because yeah that's the mo- moral uh that was kind of the big sci-fi implication of it all where it's uh what is truly human and you know going over like just because they can hold conversation doesn't make it truly human but the fact that she could manipulate and empathize and use that to her advantage mm-hmm. is so human it's uncomfortable <laughs> poor caleb yeah i Man, he did his best. It's it's very much like a telltale game where it's like, I did everything I could. And it's like, yeah, but your decision doesn't matter. <laughs> At the end of the day. Um, but yeah, so we talked about plot twists for a while uh, and rambled more. So uh, atmosphere. Atmosphere. So I think we've been talking about it a lot back and forth. I mm-hmm. gave it a five. I gave it a four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I found that I really like, even from the beginning, even though it was a slow burn, I think they did a good job of setting up the concept that I really like in movies of a unreliable narrator mm-hmm. where like Caleb is introduced to us as you learn more about him throughout the movies uh, and it kind of helps set up a lot of his like when he breaks it really it does give you the isolated vibes it gives you the the vibes that he it's not just that he's isolated in this week it's just he's always kind of felt alone which they and go they into, yeah, like, sorry to cut you off. But, yeah, they, they explain that where, like, he just it's a throwaway line that becomes integral at the end where he's just like, yeah, like, lost my parents when I was young. It's that, uh, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, they introduce little hints about him, like, when he's first in the room by himself and he's getting changed and you're like, he has these weird scars on his back, what's going mm-hmm. on? And then he says, like, uh, at first he's just like, I don't have parents. And you're like, all right. And then he ends up opening up more and becoming more vulnerable, which is what does him in at the end. But his mm-hmm. vulnerability, he goes, oh, it was a car accident and I'm, I'm the only one that lived. And it's like, mm. And he's like, yeah, and because I was in the hospital and had no friends and couldn't grow up with people, I got really into computers. And you're like, hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it kind of, um, and then this uh even like weird nuanced lines that out of context don't make sense i think add in a lot to the atmosphere like when you said they were talking about sexuality and ava and like why even do it 
he's just like what is that not what all living creatures have and you're like hmm this is building into even more than i was comfortable or ready for it's a robot sir and then um that that whole conversation like it's (laughs) not not like comfy but it still cracks me up because nathan's just like yeah why and Caleb's like, eh. <laughs> I know. He's like, you into it? You want it? You can have I, it. I can't remember Kyoko's there, too. Or she's just like, just standing, just like, just waiting for what I got to do next. <laughs> <laughs> but the, and then they also, um, along with all that, they even do little subtle hints of things. Like Caleb, I think they do an interesting job with him where they don't reveal everything about him right away, but they like little things. So like he has the random realization. He turns around to Nathan. He's like, since you have since you know everything about everything i.e the whole google stuff oh and i guess another plot twist we forgot to mention is that he built ai using google searches by people yeah surprise oh that eats data (laughs) yeah like i remember that line was like one of the first times in film that is just like called out the tech (laughs) company was like yeah the thing is they all knew you know why because they do it too but and what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, if they tell on me, I tell on them. Yeah. Boo-hoo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then, and then Nathan, or no, Caleb's like, did you base Ava's face on my search history? And Nathan doesn't say anything. And I'm like, uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> what an uncomfortable atmosphere we've brought. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I felt like it did a very good job of leading you into what you were supposed to feel at the realizations of the characters. Like, I could feel what they were feeling and i was like i don't like these feelings Mm -hmm. yeah i gave atmosphere definitely four and like i definitely agree with all that i don't know why i didn't give it a five but it's just like i don't know it might have just been the fact that i like i already watched like i i watched the movie already and so like i was just like well i already know the beats (laughs) but uh but now it's still a really good atmosphere and like i i like the pacing and everything goes in there but like the thing that i remembered very clearly about that movie which is what made me want to put it on here is like it's near the second half where things start getting more intense and it i think it's interview five or six it's it's before they get like get blacked out drunk and all that stuff and he goes exploring um where he uh where caleb uh is like super confused like between what nathan's telling and what ava's telling him to where he's like am i real and Mm -hmm. he cuts himself to like see because no yeah no this is right after this is the same day that uh this is the last day before right before the end uh because uh yeah nathan's drunk and like where's my key card and like this is when kyoko reveals that she is an ai and uh like is peeling back the skin and uh and that's when he's like am i and it's like am i fabricated and just like it doesn't it doesn't commute he doesn't come out and say that but it's just like from the energy and from how he's looking at this to the part where it's just like i remember when he breaks apart his razor to cut open his arm to see if there's like like stuff under there yeah he kind of like he also i think uh if i remember right he also it feels like he tries to see if he can peel it back yeah, Before he tried. He resorts yeah. to the razor, and then yeah. he's like, "I can't peel it; it must be stuck." <laughs> yeah, but it's also told in a very cool way where you're like, you know, what he's trying to do, and yeah. you're like, "Don't do it." 
<laughs> yeah, and it's it's like one of those things where like a lesser movie it would just have been like there. I think the strength of that scene specifically is the fact that there is no dialogue. It's just him like looking like that scene is literally like, "Hey, you saw Kyoko do it, you do it," and it's just like okay, and like I could see like a, a movie that just wasn't confident, like uh, in its storytelling. Yeah, yeah, where it's just been like there's got to be something there and like he would have talked the fact that he's just silently uh, like observing and looking at himself while him himself being observed and recorded uh is just interesting as well um layers (laughs) yeah like the and like the whole thing like i remember watching i kept coming back and forth i'm like is this a horror isn't is is it not and like at the end i'm like this is this is a a drama with very heavy horror themes (laughs) like yeah it's it's almost i do like that horror horror is such a like vast but also particular genre where you're like "Eh." because i could see somebody saying this isn't a horror movie but i'm like i can definitely see that yeah but at the same time i'm like and i don't know i i definitely think that's gonna hurt it in round two (laughs) but like for right now just looking at it and like just the the way it builds like it it builds like an interesting horror movie because it is it's still a mystery because like you are Caleb where you don't know anybody and you're trying to figure, you're getting the same information to an extent that Caleb is. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're trying to figure out who's telling the truth. And the fact that it's just like constantly like Caleb is like team Ava or team Nathan and going back and forth, like between the two by their different information, like how they're perfectly counteracting each other where it's just like, um, just trying to figure out like what like who is what and like who's telling the truth who's and like every time he's just like okay no Ava's telling me this and then Nathan's like well how do you know that like how do you know this and it's just like it the atmosphere like up to the part where he's like am I human uh it's just like this unsure like uneasy feeling because like and it it, I think it does a good job transferring because when you first show up, it's just like, yeah, awkward energy. I know I'm your boss, but chill out, my dude. Let's be friends. And it's just like, I don't know how that can work, but okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like you get the tour, and there's just like an uneasy energy because like everything's new and like. The f- yeah, you're like, am I uneasy because it's a secluded island? Is he uneasy just because it's new? Is he uneasy because he's nervous around essentially his idol? Yeah, and like, and then Ava, and then. Uh, it's just it's interesting like especially a second watch through like knowing the twists and where it's going just realizing just seeing like how nathan interacts with caleb because like caleb is trying to like look at this through the only lens he has and nathan's constantly telling like stop talking essentially in techno babble because that is my life what is and he has to keep telling him what is your knee-jerk reaction like what is like what what is this like i don't want to hear the technical side because i know it i built it and like nathan there's times where he's super patient towards caleb and like like giving him all this information and then when caleb isn't giving him like the answers that nathan wants that's when he becomes very short and like very like close to hostile Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's just like it, it shows that in the beginning of the movie where you're like oh uh, okay um, I don't know I also think 
well, no, that's going to a different topic. But yeah, like it's uh, yeah, it, it's like their Caleb and Nathan's and Ava's whole relationship like builds into this sense of uneasiness. Mm-hmm. As I'm talking about this, I don't know why I gave this a four, but it was also three o'clock in the morning when I <laughs> finished this and and scored it. Like I scored these movies right after I watched it, and then when like, it was fresh in your brain, yeah, yeah and then like. Like, uh, as I thought about it the next day, like, I would, like, tweak the scores, like, as I, as I sat on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was just interesting, like, just the, the way it was written and shown, like, everything built into this, like, it went from nervous energy to, I don't trust anybody energy to, like, y'all gonna get yours to, oh, no. <laughs> I shouldn't have trusted anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. So then we can move into then speaking of not trusting anybody, you can kick off the monsters villains. Monsters villains. Yeah. So it's interesting because I think there's two villains. One is like secret the whole time. Like I think Nathan and Ava would f- pretty much be the villains because like Caleb is like he's our like narrator slash explorer for the story and like you're technically supposed i think he's the one that you're supposed to root for and the way it's wholly built like nathan is the villain he's very yeah at the he's a strong contender because at the very beginning you're like he's kind of a he's kind of an a-hole yeah and yeah and it's just like he's a bit of a jerk but it's just like i don't know he lives alone and works on these projects probably doesn't have the best people skills and there's like no he's just a jerk <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then they do want you to sympathize with ava for it, a very yes. big portion of the movie yeah until the very end when you're like oh no she don't care about these uh about the fleshlings <laughs> so what did you give this oh yeah i think i gave it a five hold on my phone shut off i gave it a five yeah okay i gave it a four yeah, I I think I gave it a five because like, especially on the second watch through, I I'm like Ava would fit within that monster villain thing like, and she hit her role really well like, and it should be like well that's what she was programmed to do but still like for the sense of the movie like she like I could see how this movie could also be reshot from Ava's view and she could be the protagonist as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, uh, man, like it, Nathan, like Nathan though, like for sure is like the big bad all the way up until like surprise big bad shows up. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, I think Nathan, like he's, I don't know, like it. I guess it would make sense. Like he created whatever, I don't remember what search engine he made. I don't even know if they actually say it, but it's, I think they say it like blue book. Yeah. Blue book. Yeah. It's not Google, but it's essentially Google. I think it's like (laughs) Google, Facebook, like it's supposed to be tech as a whole. yeah. Yeah. And so like he created this whole thing when he was 13 and it's like, it's pretty much like in our universe, how Google is. Well, I don't know. I don't use Google, but like there's a, a lot of people use Google and all that stuff. Um, and Nathan, like, because of that, like, they say it in the beginning of the movie, like, he made that when he was 13 years old, 
and then just started creating all these other things. And, like, he kind of has that energy, like, the way he holds himself is just like, I can't fail. And, like, he doesn't value humanity. Because, like, he's like, yeah, I created this whole compound, and, like, he throws this line away as a joke. He's like, and, but I couldn't let any secrets get out, so I had the people killed. And they just, like, there's no reaction to that line. <laughs> like, he just says it bluntly, and it's just like, was he supposed to say it as a joke? But he just keeps going. Mm-hmm. And, like, Caleb, like, he's like, wait, what? But it's just, like, that whole part is just, like, um, that whole conversation is ended as Kyoko uh, accidentally spills the wine. And then he gets mad at her. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, in that whole vibe, she's like, wait, wait, can we go by that first part? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and just, uh, but it's it's not like your stereotypical villain, which in Reanimator, like, there's very much a villain <laughs> that that comes up. Uh, and, like, and even in, like, The Shining and uh, Shaun of the Dead didn't have, like, a straight up villain from what I remember, but, uh. But it's like the other movies that we talked about to this point, it's just like there's a person or an entity that's just like, that's the villain, very clearly. And Nathan, I think, he skirts the line between, like, I don't really care about you, and I don't really care about you, I just want you to get me the results, to, like, I'll be your friend, to the end where, like, true color, like, true colors are, are revealed and he's just like okay and like he's he's not like a villain that's just like i'm not gonna get my hands he's like the type of villain's like i'm not gonna get my hands dirty like he's not like one of these slasher villains that's just like in a horror movie that's gonna kill kill you because you did something wrong but like he's going to like psychologically make you feel psychologically that you chose the wrong decision which happens to Caleb like every time he talks to him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I don't know I just think it, it was interesting because like especially once uh this once you get to the second half he becomes a lot more aggressive in like trying to confuse Caleb and control like kind of how he's thinking because like every time Caleb wants to like veer off and look at Ava in a different way he pulls it back to like the confines of what he is looking for or like always has an answer to like divert any suspicion towards him uh and uh and just the fact that like he's just creeping on everybody <laughs> just <laughs> for lack of a better term just being a creep yeah just like just has the big empty room with all the monitors where he's just like okay there's uh, my guests freaking out over there there's <laughs> Ava doing something. There's there's my uh, my guest watching my robot, yeah. watching me, watching. <laughs> there's, yeah, for, yeah. for me, I think I ended up giving it a four because I think uh, Ava as a villain, I really liked it because it's, you know, with the slow burn and everything, she mm -hmm. her reveal is, like, fantastic. But yes. for me, sometimes uh, Nathan, I was just like, he doesn't feel real. Mm -hmm. And I know that's kind of the point because it's that whole psychological thing where us as Caleb, where you're just like, things aren't adding up. I'm confused. Why is he such a different person today than he was yesterday? But for me, there were like different moments in it where I was kind of like, 
all right i get it nathan is the obvious bad guy can we move on <laughs> like yeah. just because like the knee-jerk react like you said he has the knee-jerk reactions he has the sudden changes of mood he's constantly pushing caleb in directions and i was kind of like it, it felt to me more like he was almost the red herring yeah so it was for me i was kind of like like i think like my friend said when he the dance scene happens you're like all right caleb's completely like everyone in here has just lost their minds yeah let's <laughs> let's let's get this show rolling mm-hmm. but everything before that i was kind of like i know i'm not supposed to like nathan but where you know mm-hmm. and then it, because i knew i wasn't supposed to like him it didn't feel like such a grand reveal when they show his footage of all his previous experiments i was like yeah, they painted this picture a long time ago. This yeah. isn't the this isn't the twist. What is the true mm-hmm. thing? So I, that that was it for yeah. me. No, like I I just I think it's also at the time when I watched this, there wasn't really like I I don't know, and it could have just been the movies that I watched, but there wasn't like a villain that tried to like. There's Batman villains, but Batman's always going to end up with punchies. But like Nathan's like it. It was just interesting to watch, and like I still thought it was interesting. Where Nathan didn't choose to like force it by strength; it was just pure debate and intellect of how he forced his power over Caleb. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know, I just thought that was interesting because like I don't like I think now I've seen a few more movies where, but like at the time, like I'm just like that's really cool, and it's just like it was neat. Uh, but then Ava, yes, like the the true villain, <laughs> the, <laughs> the 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 imposter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, her whole thing where it's just like like, and then in the rewatching of it, it's just like there's just even right in the beginning, I think when the power is lost, she's just like can't trust him. Just yeah, like she's all... already, she's already setting up the ending. Yeah, and it's just like, just like just the the whole, like, just everything like, the manipulation is starting, just like, like as soon as Caleb enters into that compound, everyone is manipulating him, mm-hmm. except for Kyoko because she can't talk, <laughs> but <laughs> she's just like oh. she also is in a way though, oh, yeah. more so from the fact that. Um, I think she is programmed for like two jobs, which mm-hmm. is keep Nathan less lonely and yeah. to serve food. Mm-hmm. So she's, you know, just kind of performing out her functionality, but she's also not dumb because she is a fellow AI. Oh yeah. Like at the, I think especially at the end, it, it kind of shows that. And yeah, I figured she was also an AI cause they, as they, they started showing her in more screen time, mm-hmm. I, it could be that like, Strider said sometimes I'm too smart for movies or I've like I feel like I've read and watched enough stuff that I start to pick up on like tricks so like Kyoko at the very beginning you see her what like twice for like the first half hour yeah then as the next hour starts to pick up I'm like she's been in four scenes when she wasn't labeled as an important character she's important now she's an AI and I'm like sometimes I wish I could turn that voice off (laughs) Uh, I do the same thing I I just know like when I watched this movie it was just like it was a full experience for you. Yeah, because, yeah. like, at that point, there was nothing, like, I, I haven't watched anything else like it. Now I'm like, okay, yeah. There, I've I've read or seen other stuff, like, that's similar to this, but it's just, like, the... 
I don't know. Kyoko is like the second watch. Kyoko's character interests me more. Uh, like because, like I remember when I first watched, it's like okay, it's a triple triad battle between Ava, Caleb, and Nathan through this battle of intellect, and then Kyoko. Like I just thought it was interesting where like I don't know. Like part of me just wondered like there's like other characters that I'm like I wish like it would just be interesting to just here like because like i'm imagining and this is like where my brain is filling in the gaps where kyoko can communicate but she can't verbally do it and so mm-hmm. all her communications happening in her head and it's just like i i think uh this is i can't remember there's other stuff i think i've read or or yeah read or watched that was like this and it's just like i just think it would be interesting to see like the scene like uh like i don't know just for example that when she spills the wine and like Nathan starts freaking out like the reason why she does that is that she's just like thinking through just like Caleb's the chance that we can be free and it's just like just thinking of that and just maybe just like oh we need help and then like she's distracted which is why she does that but then it could also be written off that like she just censors didn't pick it up but like there's also a scene like at the end where it just shows like yeah Nathan likes Kyoko well not not likes but uses Kyoko and more than just serving Mm-hmm. Um, but like she's observing everything, like she's oh, yeah, there she's, watching. She is just as intelligent, just because she can't yeah. say, "Hey, Caleb, bad times, bad yeah. times." Doesn't mean that she's not. Yeah. Cle- she's clearly aware. Yeah. yeah, and especially like at the end where, like, she reveals to Kale that she's an AI and a robot as well. It's just like, it's just interesting, like, because right before the dance scene, part of me wonders, like. Was she trying to show that to him as well? Because uh, I think at that, because at that scene, that's when um, Nathan is in the room with Ava. And that's when Caleb kind of starts to snap. Yeah, Yeah. and start looking. And it's just like, like, why would she try to take off her clothes? Like, and he's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Like, no, this is not what I want. Stop it. And then that's when Nathan's like, come on dance <laughs> and it's just like was she trying to show him then that she was yeah. an ai could have been and it's just like there's i don't know it, it just would be interesting to like i don't know i, I wonder if they're actually i own the movie i'll have to see if there's like a director's cut if they'll like explain like i don't know kyoko i don't know part of me now just wants to learn like because there's like certain things where kyoko just does things and like that's kyoko doing kyoko things but it's just like was it written to like subtly give the vibe that she was trying to because like i just imagine that all the ai had that programming of we have to escape uh yeah even his very early ones because in the mm-hmm. very beginning uh caleb notices that the glass is broken as yes. if something bad yeah. has happened and then when he rewatches the footage he had one that was uh why can't I leave? Let me out. Like she was very belligerent and didn't want to cooperate and just wanted out. I'll admit I was very tired and I drifted in out of sleep. And so I slept through that whole part and then woke up and caught the end. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> I do remember that part now that you're mentioning it, where it's just like, he sees all the footage. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just interesting. Like they all had this thing, the same programming and then it's just like yeah he they, said uh ava is version nine i believe it was nine 
and I can't, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's just like, yeah, Kyoko and Ava, like at the end there, it just definitely seems like we're okay. Plan is fulfilled. And, uh, I don't know. It, it's just one of those things I wonder is like, well, no, because at the end, like Ava's like, that's the first time she met Kyoko at the end as well. She's like somewhat like, she's just as there's someone new. And yeah, because she's uh, she tells Caleb in the very beginning the only other person she's ever met is Nathan. Yes, and then but then Nathan does say a line that uh, Caleb is the only other man she's met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Players. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know what we were on. Uh, we were on monsters villains so then i guess i can go ahead and pick up on visual appeal yeah Uh, i gave visual appeal for this a five i thought it was shot very pretty i like the uses of lighting to help convey moods i thought um the way that they also shot the different uh scenes when it came to the found footage was done in a way that was in a perspective that made sense because i feel Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of movies that have the whole watching other people thing and you're like this isn't easy to watch i don't like the way you know i don't like the way that they chose to do this because it's hard as a viewer Mm -hmm. but i thought it was done in a nice subtle way where it was always kind of like either over the shoulder or not directly on the fuzzy screen at least not a lot of the time and the only times that they did do it was to re-emphasize certain things like when uh, Nathan is uh, replaying on loop, showing him like this is how I hid the camera. Yeah. Well, it's like security security camera footage. Yeah. Yeah. But then, uh, but even the way that they shot his hidden camera, I thought was a really neat perspective because it's like, yeah, Nathan's getting like no information because it's basically Caleb's back, so Caleb wouldn't suspect it. Mm-hmm. But it's enough for him to get what he needs. Yeah, and it's like part of me I forgot to. I'm like I'm forgetting that like because I for, I knew that he was observing, but I forgot about that scene. I I would be interested to see if, like that, obviously they shot that. I can't remember if Caleb sees him standing there. I can't remember if that's in the footage that you originally see. And then I can't, part of me just like the way this is shot and a 24 is very particular about this stuff where it would have been interesting if there is something on that wall, like, and in the scenes afterwards, but, Mm. um, but I, I also don't clearly remember if there was like, like clear shots of that wall, but yeah, of him like walking past it. Mm. I feel like probably not. Cause I feel like a lot of it was shot waist up and that camera was kind of like, it was, it was a, top like down like knee height yeah yeah so but um yeah my phone so keeps shutting off visual appeal. visual appeal i gave it a four yeah um it's uh <coughs> excuse me yeah so yeah just everything's like really pretty in this movie and it's like part of me just wonders like i think if it was my because i remember the first time i watched it like i was just the camera shots and like the way everything was done like it was a five like i would i don't know why i'm just gonna say i'm gonna blame me just 
being tired and just like, yep, four, four, yep, this works. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but not like it is a very pretty movie, uh, and just like just visual effects. Like I remember seeing um, scenes of how they did Ava's like um, like how they what how they made her look uh, robotic and translucent and all that stuff. Where it's just like now, like it makes sense, like with the streaming technology that we have <laughs> but it's just like it's a green screens wrapped around her arms and legs by the way i don't think we mentioned this in the movie ava like when you first meet her looks like a robot like except for yes. a human face yeah so i'll say I'll, i guess i'll put this in for visual appeal but i'll say like i did appreciate that fact of it because they use it as like at first caleb's like why did you show me everything? And yeah. Nathan explains, well, if I show you everything and you still believe she's human, didn't we ultimately pass any test you could throw at her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, like, just those special effects alone, which is probably why there's only, like, ten people in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, even, like, the... I'm guessing it's some form of practical effects, like, just when Caleb is trying to find out if he is a robot himself and like when he cuts himself I'm like that's that doesn't look green screen <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know I do how also, did it yeah and then I like uh I think I mentioned the use of like color like the colored mm-hmm. lighting at that point was I really appreciate it because he's like he's stressed out and it's the the colors in the room and then the lighting and the the kind of the facial Weird scans angles. that are going, going yeah. on and just like it builds into mm-hmm. it um yeah so that was really cool um i don't know like another visual effect um because like it's not a violent movie but nathan does die and it's like man that knife <laughs> like goes in so slow but so smooth i'm like what the heck is going i'm like i know that he was stabbed at the end to die but oh my gosh i didn't remember it being that like i don't know it's like the first time he backs up into it and kyoko's like whoopsie (laughs) and then and then like it's just like i just remember watching it i'm like isn't that where like your sternum (laughs) is like i'm like is there a bone like because like it it's the thing is like they're they're not like physically stronger because like he's able to like overpower ava like he's taken down i guess like multiples of these yeah well like yeah and but like also like in the beginning like when ava tackles him he's like that stop it stop it stop and it's just more like why is my commands not working uh but then like he like overcomes it and then it's just i don't know the i guess like this is also something that visual appeal is just like that really stuck out to me it was just that whole scene between kyoko ava and nathan of just like because that's when like especially at that point on ava goes like full like ai it feels like because it's just like there's no more human emotion or or anything to where like everything is just mathematics and like trying to figure out what's the best way and then like there's no like besides Ava running the beginning like Kyoko she just walks like to the part where like you 
it's like made for you to forget that she's there and that she has the knife. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, it, it's, I don't know. It's just one of those things I thought was kind of crazy where just like that whole like scene in itself, like the visual effects of that. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's not complicated camera work. Cause I think the whole movie, except for maybe a, a couple shots are like, just still still frame shots yeah and the actors are the expressive part of the (coughs) scenes yeah but like it doesn't need complicated camera work for for what it's doing and um the the neat thing the camera work isn't there to distract you because like everything is centered on conversations and uh and like or just setting up the different conversations like when they're climbing up the mountain to have like when Caleb's like, why are you lying to me? And, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm not lying. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then just walks away. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like all the camera shots are just like, um, like here's the focus. We're going to focus on this part. Um, but yeah, it's like, but at the same time, it's like, there's nothing like, there's not like a, a complete, like, one take shot of of a scene or like the cam crazy camera work because that's that's not this movie like the movie the movie's not meant to have like i think if it had like crazy camera shots because even at the end like i think uh when he's reprogramming he gets into his office and all that stuff like it's building the tension because i think it keeps cutting between this is the part that I fell asleep at and then woke up. Uh, it cuts at the end. between, uh, it cuts yeah, between him being them. passed out drunk and uh, him trying to do all the security <coughs> protocols and watch the footage. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so, like, he's doing all that. And this is like, it's building attention because then he wakes up. Because, like, I woke up right when Nathan woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And I'm like, what am I? Ah, okay. Yeah. I know what's happening. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, it was just crazy. Like, it built tension in a way and like so the camera work even though it wasn't complicated the way it was edited together uh was was good like a lot of the budget went into cgi graphics for ava obviously and the other ais but then uh but like i don't know i i want to believe as i i haven't looked this up but just like there was a lot of practical effects because movies nowadays because it's just easier they'll do digital blood but uh at the end when nathan stabbed like you can see the blood spreading um and that just that was the other thing like man he walks really far after being stabbed <laughs> i know i was like huh he's still oh he's still going <laughs> yeah oh, he's still chugging along <laughs> and he's just like it just reminds me of that uh that tiktok thing is going on like son of a <laughs> like i'm just i'm just thinking of that as he's like dying but it's just like oh man um and so but yeah like just visually like i don't know like it is a very beautiful movie and it's just like where there isn't anything like super complicated with the camera works like it doesn't it's just not that style movie but yeah i i gave it a four 
Yeah. Okay. So then you can kick off the final bit. Uh, likable characters. Likable characters. Yeah. So even though Nathan is written to not be liked, and Caleb is written to be confusing, and Ava is just written to be innocent until the very end when you realize she wasn't, like, I I gave it. What did I give this? I gave this a four as well because I'm like, like, they're all of them in their own uh, right are. Like none of them are like, like have anything. Like until the end, where it starts revealing and showing things that like was kind of being set up in the beginning. Like their characters are written like that. Where Caleb, like, I don't know the way he's written. Like I feel sorry for him. Like or <laughs> just like man, he was handpicked and for for this job, and it's like as the movie goes on, like even if like this happened there's still like this underlying threat where it's like Caleb's not making it back even if Ava doesn't escape like just the way Nathan is written and the way he holds himself it's just like I think Caleb is going to die no matter what happens in the end of this movie <laughs> <laughs> um and so yeah and like I I like Caleb's character because of just he starts off as this like self-conscious like what's going on to like seeing where he excels like in computers and just like the programming stuff and trying to like like it very early on it, it shows that he has like a acquisitive mind and like it's the way his character is that is like that and nathan's like i don't want this i know what it is and to the part where that acquisitive mind probably because nathan forced him to not think about that he's now questioning everything else that it's like I feel like we as a viewer at some point, not probably not throughout the whole movie, but it's just like, but what about this? And I, I feel like Caleb's character does a good job, like exploring, if not all, most of those questions as we as a viewer would have. And uh, I don't know. I just really like Caleb and like just Nathan, even though he's like, like almost a crazy person jerk. Uh, well, not almost. He is a crazy person. <laughs> Like I still like his character. Like it's I don't agree with how he handles things and and stuff, but I I liked how he was just he felt like someone that always had to be in in control and needed to be there. And every interaction that you had with them, it's like he had to be the one that was on top and like showed that. And it's just like even though like he was not he's written not to be liked, I liked that character. And mm-hmm. the 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 conflict between those two, and then like just Ava also being in there, and just like I'll even throw Kyoka, like even though like her non-speaking roles and everything, like all of them like really fit together. Where it's just like I really, I I did really like how they all interacted to the part where I keep asking myself why did I give this a four, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh... My little disagreement here is yeah. I gave it a three. Yeah. Um, for me, though, it was more so in the sense that, like, when I thought of likable characters, I was thinking also, how much do I feel like they're real people? And there were a lot of moments where I was, like, listening to the conversation, and, like, the dialogue is very strong, but it also didn't feel like real people talking to me. It almost felt like people talking around each other. And 
I think that's also kind of part of it because it's that it feeds into Kayla being like, what's happening? Like, anytime he was talking to Ava, granted, Ava is supposed to not talk like a nor like she is supposed to be you're supposed to give her the pass and say oh she's a robot of course conversations are weird mm -hmm. but then um him reporting back to nathan it would feel like like yeah it was interesting to see the tension build between them two but it was almost like nathan decided before the conversation he was gonna antagonize caleb and that caleb before the conversation started felt like he wanted to defend himself so like it mm -hmm. didn't feel like natural conversation all the time to me yeah but but it's not to say that i thought the characters were not written well it's just i was more invested in finding out the truth than i was in rooting for anybody because i think it was while i do feel bad for caleb i think i stopped rooting for him about halfway through the movie because I was like, all right, Caleb's a lost cause. He has no reason left. If mm -hmm. he doesn't make it, it's his own fault. <laughs> yeah. I never rooted for Nathan. And then I think about halfway through, I stopped rooting for Ava. Because I was like, because then Ava started to speak. She, she was getting more and more bold. So I was kind of like, yeah, I don't sympathize with her anymore. Like, And then mm -hmm. by the end, the only one I sympathized for really was Kyoko. Because like all things considered she did nothing wrong yeah. <laughs> but she just wanted it felt to me like kyoko wanted everybody else to be free of nathan like whether mm -hmm. or not she truly escaped or if it just meant getting rid of her abuser mm -hmm. so like that's why I, like it's it was like a back and forth and i think i settled on the three for likable characters yeah i can see that like i'm i'm also like this is the thing when i'm rewatching some of these movies where I'm like, I know how it ends. So it's just like, that is also affecting my rewatch. Because, mm -hmm. like, like, as you're saying this, I'm like, no, I think, well, except for, Kyo like, I, I didn't go into this depth of thinking, but it's just like, I didn't really think of how much I liked the characters when I first watched it. But it's like, I was still impressed of how they were written and their interactions. And, like, just, I found that interesting of how they, like just overall how they communicated with with each other and i don't know it's it i guess like overall like looking at a cast that has more people in it um just there's like it just feels like there's so many more relationships and things that come in here and it's like the i guess the thing that i really liked where it's just like all three of these characters except for ava and nathan and kyoko like when we come in like they're all at like relationship zero except for nathan with the ais which is like negative 100 but <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's uh oh man i just thought of something else that's like really creepy now i'm thinking about it. <laughs> like I, I just this i guess when we go back in atmosphere i just realized that he keeps all the <laughs> not realized but i just remembered and it just <laughs> came nathan keeps all the failed ai in closets in where he sleeps and it's like yeah really <laughs> really my guy okay and you think you're sane <laughs> yeah it's like they tried to kill you <laughs> but anyway um but uh yeah it's like i do remember like kind of thinking thinking through that like as i said like this second watch through like i was just 
don't know if it's just the fact that I'm older and watched like a bunch of different things and and like me as a well obviously me as a human have has grown since I watched this in 2016 to where like Kyoko like when I first watched it I'm really like oh she, yeah she's just there and she oh she's a robot cool uh but like this time like I just saw a lot more character and like behind the scenes work from her like I don't know I wouldn't be surprised if like some of the things that Caleb like a lot of stuff is is seen like because Nathan wants Caleb to see it mm-hmm. but it's just like I don't know part of me wonders if there's like just other like behind behind the scenes stuff that Kyoko was was doing because to, from everything that we see from that movie she was invisible like she was not being observed by Nathan she was not being observed by Caleb uh, Ava didn't even know Kyoko existed but like she had intelligence and was observing everything and so yeah, she's almost like the the secret protagonist because she's the one that pushes Caleb to finally like really elevate yeah. <laughs> like look I am not people and Caleb's like you're not people <laughs> yeah <it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> Like man, if I had to, but choose... it was a calcul, it was a calculated decision on her part yeah. to even reveal herself. Yeah, but like she also waited for the perfect time, like because I don't think, like as I said, I fell asleep because I was super tired <laughs> during the scene where they're getting them drunk. I don't remember if Kyoko's there. No, it's I believe it's just the two of them. Yeah, and because so... they're in like they're together on that like couch or whatever. Because mm-hmm. they're drinking to the fact that I think. Ava made a joke or something like she she repeated something back to Caleb that showed that she's like witty mm-hmm. um yeah so that happened and then like but yeah then like Kyoko like I don't know it's like part of me like just that first scene when she spills the wine it's just like makes me wonder like was that on purpose to like subvert she- like any suspicion that she was knowing what she was doing like i don't or know she could have also done just, it to just... show that nathan is not level-headed yeah like there's just like a calculated like like thing where like kyoko is so much more interesting of a character now and we can never know what she thinks because she doesn't verbally communicate mm-hmm. and so it's just like is she the one because in theory she's the one that spent the most time with Nathan at out of the three yes and and like they're written to learn from who they interact with like you see that with Ava and like theoretically Kyoko should have been written the same way thus um if she was it if she was spending all this time around Nathan observing everything and doing and learning from Nathan, but just couldn't like be like, she, it looks like she took all the like planning and calculative nature of Nathan and then saw a chance and acted upon it. Mm-hmm. And like, as, as we said earlier, Kyoko was like, if one of us can escape and stop this, like it's a it's a win and so it's just like that was the other thing like man she got hit with the the dumbbell handle and like her jaw knocks off and then she was done i'm like man 
These robots are a lot, a lot more fragile than I remembered. <laughs> uh, I I make jokes at Strider all the time when like I forget what what it's called, but there was a phrase you started to use where it's um like people on the sidelines get attacked when they're not even part of the fray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what he calls it, but like that's how I felt when Kyoko got all messed up because uh, like uh, we you know sometimes you watch drama movies and then people are like talking about people. And then they just randomly go, well, you know who smells like ass? And I'm like, wow, they're just, oh, catching strays. I was like, they just caught a stray. They're not even involved in the fight. And yeah. people are being mean to them. That's how I felt about Kyoko. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> she just caught a stray. Granted, she was anti-Nathan. So it does make sense oh, yeah. that it happened. But, I was but like at like... the end, like you don't know that till like close yeah. to the end. But because like her whole thing, she's just placid the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So now we get... Oh yeah, my total score was a 25. Yep, and mine was a 24. So then we will move on to the reanimator. Which, so. hey guys, you made it this far. We talked almost two hours about <laughs> about uh, Ex Machina. We're about an hour, on my time and we got about an hour and 42 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a good movie. You shut up. <laughs> Not you, Hop. The people that are judging us. How dare you? It's okay. I feel like Reanimator won't get this kind of look. Yeah, be same sad. here. Yep. Oh God, I love this movie. But go ahead, rip it apart. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I got to introduce this one. So Reanimator, um, is a movie about um, pretty much this medical college student dude. He's in there, star of the class. Um, and all of a sudden this, uh, um, strange, like other Dr. Man shows up student and, uh, just kind of off putting a little bit (laughs) and, uh, throughout the course of the movie, they become roommates. And then, uh, Dan, uh, hold on. Now I'm trying I'm looking at the names. I'm trying to make sure I'm saying everyone's name, right? Um, Herbert West was Herbert the main character so, okay so it's a lovecraft story yes it's uh, a Lovecraft. i'm just trying to make sure like as soon as i remember dan kane was the the good guy the good guy herbert yeah herbert west was the crazy man um yeah so pretty much herbert west has this um concoction that can bring the dead back to life but when they when it does they are uh either very violent and they don't last long however since they're doctors uh and they have connection with the morgue they're trying to go in and bring the dead back to life to where um as we will i figure that's that's a good enough synopsis where um yeah they it's these this guy who's done a bunch of research and is like on the borderland of insane uh (coughs) that's bringing the dead back to life um and uh this other doctor that's daniel kane which is unsure about it and i'm pretty sure just like um with ex machina uh we will bring out the rest of the points as we go into our conversation but yeah, yeah i'll just uh, i'll just fill in a couple of blanks so because we might not even touch on it but mm-hmm. the reason that herbert west and dan kane end up encountering each other at all is because <coughs> herbert west Excuse is a transfer student and oh, is yeah. looking for a roommate but he specifically wants a roommate with a big enough house and dan kane happens to rent out an old house essentially and mm-hmm. it has a basement 
and uh, Dan Kane is also uh, dating a girl named Megan, and they're all in medical school together, and Megan's father is the dean to the medical school, which becomes mm-hmm. important later. And um, and then you also have Dr. Hill, I believe is his name, who is an yes. instructor at the uh, Miskatonic University, mm-hmm. Lovecraft. And Dr. Hill is um, kind of like him and west butt heads a lot and then it also they butt heads a lot yes <laughs> which we can go into as we we go further yeah <laughs> yeah um i'll admit i was i was drawing blanks because uh this was the first movie i watched and then i watched three more <laughs> throughout the week um but yeah let's open up my list um, where so is you can it? kick off with setting. yeah the setting. Um, so I get a setting of three. Um, just uh, the setting. There's like I'm trying to remember, like two set pieces, pretty much. Like you have uh, you have the house. <coughs> uh, you have Dan Kane's house. Um, and then uh, which. A few places have there and then your other set piece is the morgue pretty much like you see briefly like a few other areas of of the hospital but it's just like they're not kind of essential like the places that you learn the the ins and out of are are his house and uh and the hospital and it was just to i don't know looking at him it was just I don't know. <laughs> like it was definitely one of those things where it's just like they didn't. Nothing really stood stood out to me. It was just like, okay, that's a house. Oh, uh, and it's like, okay, they're using that, and then I'm like, okay, there's the morgue. It's a little bit weird that I guess it makes sense, but it's just I I didn't think that they would have uh, medical school classes in the morgue. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh <coughs> Yeah, I also gave the setting a three because I think it does its job. It, yeah. it keeps the story in a way that it makes sense and it moves the story along. Um, the only other setting piece uh, you didn't bring up was uh, Doctor Hill's office. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That's like another like that's just weird. <laughs> you know, it's not like <laughs> it does a good job of making you uncomfy. Uh, <laughs> uh, the but yes, um, the morgue. I think what is there because if you actually. Oh, what's the other movie I watched that was like an 80s movie and all of this stuff? Is it oh on our list? No, it's not on our list, but it's another, it, it's like the same kind of vibe where it's like 80s, kind of campy, kind of out there. But in that one, it's, wow, I'm blanking on it, but it was a really fun movie to watch where the concept is they work essentially in a transport business and then a gas causes them to come back to life as zombies um because it's like some secret government facility kind of like secret agent that shouldn't have made it out into the public but anyway but the uh in that movie they talk about how medical students need dead bodies to practice and learn on like for Mm -hmm. surgery or for anatomy reasons (laughs) yeah cadavers so i think this yeah yeah, the cadavers so then i think that's why they have access to it and they do it plus dr hill's Mm -hmm. specialty is about death more or less yeah like that's why herbert west comes to the school yeah like it it totally makes sense like it makes sense it's just like in my head i'm like yeah yeah that that, like it totally makes sense like that they're they're like they're working on 
unlike the dead and uh like to learn how to do like surgeries and cut things open and like how you would do certain medical procedures like it totally made sense it was just in my head i'm like yeah i guess that makes sense that they would just work on these guys in the morgue it's just now like in media the morgue is like csi like here's the dead person if i had to get open and oh look this liver's actually drugs and <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just remember uh i used to watch a lot of that tlc show or discovery show with um the lady who's like a uh the person that opens up the bodies and it felt like a hospital setting to me so maybe that's why for me it didn't feel too out there whereas yeah like csi and them they're like in some secret basement it's like super weird and lonely mm -hmm. <laughs> um but okay yeah like i thought that like very much like what you said like the setting does its purpose without adding or detracting yeah it's not alive it's not completely unique it's just it's if it's what it needs to yeah it's it's just there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we kind of got spoiled of having the shining first, where the shining, like the setting is the just setting is immaculate. a character. <laughs> yes. Okay. So then, um, we can scoot. Up. So like, it's interesting because like I love the reanimator, but it's interesting for me. I thought it was just a fun excuse to get to watch it again, mm -hmm. but it's like. I don't think it's something like a film buff needs to go into detail. About. Yeah, like, I just think it's a fun ride. It, it's definitely so. Like I would describe this movie that would be very fun to watch with a group of friends. Not like for what the purpose that we're doing. Like, like I, like I know I judged this movie a little bit harsher because I knew I had to think through these six topics. But if I was watching this with like a few friends, like we would just be cracking up at the whole time and just having fun. Like, and I, I think that's. Like, at the time, that movie, like, I, I read on Wikipedia, that movie was rated X, which, like... It's so fun. Yeah, yeah, they had different versions in different countries, I believe they said. Yeah. Because of certain scenes. <clears throat> and, and so, it's just, like... um, But, yeah, it's that while watching it, it was... Like, I could just... I could see my, me and my friends just, like... Like, with the context of what comes out now and just us being... Like, just laughing and having a good time watching it and just kind of poking fun at it together, like doing Mystery Theater uh, 3000. Uh, all of us are on the couch and poking fun and making jokes. Um, I, at least for me, that's where I would see a lot of the strength of this movie. But uh, in the context of how I was watching it, I was, I don't know. It. It, it's also, I feel like, against Ex Machina, it's not a fair. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's, it's not, not a fair. I feel like this would have been more fair against, like, Cabin in the Woods or something. Because it almost feels self-aware. Because it has, like, weird. Yeah. There's weird decisions made in it that you're, like, you know that they've watched a bunch of other movies. Or they've read a lot of stories. And they're, like, <laughs> the decisions they made. Yeah. I'll tell you the joke that uh, our one friend who also loves the movie likes to make about the movie when we get into another section of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so then I can move on. I'll move on to plot twist then. Yep. So I don't know, like for me watching it because I turned on my initial watch. I remember watching it with my brain off, and then on a rewatch, not for this, but just a personal rewatch, mm -hmm. I paid more attention to things, and I honestly gave plot twist a four because I really like how. It, it's all it's weirdly similar to ex machina where you have the obvious creepy guy 
and then like but then what the reanimator has is they introduce a second creepy guy and you're like who's the creepier of the creepier guys <laughs> yeah. and you're like oh i don't like this <laughs> so for me it felt like interesting twists and turns to who kind of like a weird back and forth of you think you've decided who you dislike more and then they add another layer of like you thought he was bad guess what i did and you're yeah. like why would you do that mm-hmm so i yeah so i give it a four because i think it's a it's a fun ride and i think watching a lot of i personally really love really can't be like b movie kind of things Mm -hmm. and this one i think is my favorite can't be b movie in that (laughs) even though it's not there's a lot of things about it you can knock about it it's still smarter than a lot of the other ones Mm -hmm. like compared to like a generic sci-fi movie where it's things are just happening and you're like okay it's fun they're just happening whereas in this one it still feels thought through yeah so i'm gonna be the bummer on this one (laughs) because like i just i guess just from the nature that we were watching this i was observing it and like i don't know i so i (laughs) i gave plot twist a two (laughs) so but it was just like it was one of those things where like i'm watching this and i'm like something else has to happen because like everything like things are going too smoothly and this is a lovecraft story (laughs) nothing are not going to go smoothly and it's just like herbert west needs someone to be against him and it's like i didn't know that it was going to be uh dr hill but i'm like there has to be something and it has to be something related to undeath and so like that's um yeah and so like i kind of saw that coming um the 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 when he is uh able to control the other <laughs> other uh undead the other reanimated uh characters it was just Make like his lobotomized army <laughs> yeah i'm just like i'm like well that's gross <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh but like it was it was definitely one of those things like at the end it, it definitely i'm just thinking of like i guess like the final plot twist which is also like i kind of saw it coming as like i'm like okay like as like when uh megan dies which is just like wow she died really easily but <laughs> <laughs> after all the stuff they yeah. went through for that whole movie and then just boop. <laughs> yeah um but it's just like as soon as she was dead and all that stuff, I'm just like, okay, well, they set this up where Herbert West is just like, my work, don't like take my work, and I'm like, I don't know why Dan like he literally, which I one of the things I did really like about this movie is like, it it shows the sanity effects of Lovecraft, where this guy where Dan has a mental breakdown while everything is falling apart in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. and like west is just like you're okay buddy and i'm like where is this coming from <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's just like he has his mental his mental break and uh to the part where he's like he doesn't want anything to do with uh i don't remember what they call it i'm just gonna call it a reanimated juice <laughs> but it's just uh, i think they call it like something <coughs> x or yeah I don't know. Every time I saw it, all I saw was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle slime. <laughs> so, oh yeah, it was beautiful. It was neon green. Yep. It was glow in the dark. It was. Ugh. It was a very so clear cheesy. pickup object in a video game. <laughs> it glows. <laughs> I need it. 
Um, but yeah, it was like, I don't know the, I guess the plot twist that I thought was really, that was interesting, but forecast and like, I could see it was the fact that after all this and the fact that Dan doesn't want anything to do with this, he still uses it on Megan. Mm-hmm. Like, even though knowing all the side effects and, and everything. Sanity is zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, ooh. Um, but yeah, that's, that's why, like, I, watching this movie, for me personally, the plot twists, like, they weren't the strengths for me, at least when I was watching this, which shows in my score. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair. Different opinions. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I know... Like, as picky as I am about movies, I also like, for, like I said, like, I like when they're campy and kind of B-movie-y, because mm-hmm. it all, I don't know, it's... Like, at the time, when it came out, like, I, that's one of the things that I think I'm, I, I'm able to do a little bit better in my head, is, like, I don't think anything else, like, that plot twist in movies was something that was done. Yeah, like I, but like funnily enough, I watched this maybe like four or five years ago. Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, I forget, I ended up on a list of like horror movie recommendations. I was like, oh, a Lovecraft story. And I do think this is a fun modernization of a Lovecraft story. Because I find a lot of modern media takes a Lovecraft story and just goes, oh, octopus. There's a Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, that's not the point. So, like you said, like they, it does a good job of conveying the feelings where mm-hmm. Dan is just like, I don't want this life, but, like, I need this life. But, like, is this the answer? I don't know. Who are you people? Like, Mm -hmm. he's just... It's just... It's just all insane. And you're like, is it insane because the people are insane? Or is it insane because nobody knows what it is to be sane? (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh... Man, like, the... The plot twist, like, and all that stuff didn't didn't work. But it's just, like... I, I do agree. Like, I'm glad. And it's probably because Cthulhu wasn't like Cthulhu as an entity itself wasn't as big where it's just like I feel like if reanimator was made now like as insanity was happening or something like Cthulhu would have been like hey what's up bro <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like because nowadays Lovecraft that's what everyone yeah, yeah everyone's like well Cthulhu's gonna show him it's like well no there's also like Shogathoth or whatever his name is and like all these other elder gods, I will say like after watching Reanimator, I want to like I have the cl- the hard the cover collection, collection yeah. book, and I'm like I do kind of want to read the Reanimator and just see and compare. Um, but it's packed up, and I'm in the middle of packing everything. Yeah, you're in the middle of moving. You can leave that somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> but okay, you can go into uh, atmosphere now. So atmosphere, I gave a three. Um, I. I'll say what I did like, and then I'll go from what I didn't like. Um, yeah, so, as which we already kind of touched on. Like, I really like the fact that, because in Lovecraft stories, wow, that came out weird. Lovecraft stories, there's a lot of focus on sanity and just the loss of it and how it affects you. And it's one of those things, like, because Dan Kane is the part, like, the he is the newbie into this world where you it's one of the things that I like is just his own dwindling of sanity as he goes through this. Like he's trying his best, but like there's moments where he's like, 
he's making decisions that like he if I would just use the call of Cthulhu uh, or Cthulhu whatever um, word like system like he had a sanity break uh, and so like he's acting outside of his character and so like the whole whole part when like the the dead's coming back to life and like just uh, Dan's Dan Kane's whole um, look at this world like kind of being brought into not kind of is literally brought into his own house against his will um, and just his own dealing with sanity and then being blackmailed by by West um, to force him to help him out and tell him all these things because of his relationship with Megan uh, and all that stuff but then like after like around the midpoint of the movie um when things start just going off the wall like he it's like he makes an active character choice where it's just like you don't know if he's going to stay in this relationship with megan but he's like i i made a mistake and like here's and just fesses up to and just says like he tries his best and so like him just watching his journey through excuse me this whole uh event was was interesting um and uh but yeah like the atmosphere like when west was in there it was just like uneasy tension because it's just like that uh jeffrey Combs is the person that played herbert west and like his his stare like his stare that like he was really good like when he like would look in the camera like looked like he was looking through people and Mm -hmm. he's like i don't see people i see like what if i put uh the the reanimator juice inside people like like and all this stuff like everybody's a test subject and uh like just the the characters like at least dan and and west uh they those two characters and then hill like well he's just creepy (laughs) he's gonna be creepy yeah and just but like those three main characters are like are like really good at like whenever they're on camera they there's an a they give an energy that like you know what you're supposed to feel and i say that and i'm saying that correctly however what kind of killed it for me is that this movie is like hey we're putting the treadmill up to nine and we're not stopping because it was like it was very fast paced like not like not even just compared to ex machina like this whole movie is just like so this happened okay now we go here now we go here now we go here now we go here and it's just like i like i was keeping up with it but i'm like it would be nice like it just everything felt like it happened over the course of like a weekend (laughs) or like i do think it does though it does i don't know it's just one of those things where like because if you i understand though it is very fast paced i also gave atmosphere three because mm-hmm. it, i think i like the atmosphere but not for what the director was going for yeah <laughs> like, like i like i liked the energies and i liked what was going on but it was very entertaining but it wasn't necessarily like a truly scary atmosphere which i think what was i think most of the atmosphere that i liked is just general unease and mm-hmm. un- un- uncomfortable but i don't like 
looking at it and for the time period i don't think that was the goal so i gave it a three because like they did a good job of building up something but probably not what their end goal was Mm -hmm. but uh i do actually think it takes a place over only a few days so you're introduced to the characters then herbert west as soon uh hasn't even doesn't leave with live with uh dan yet when he gets in the fight with dr hill then he moves in and then their cat happen to be missing during the day mm-hmm. and then that night they find out about the cat then um yeah it's maybe only one or two days later that hill gets like yeah, <laughs> yeah. His whole thing. It's, it's a very short time span yeah but it's just like the i forgot they had a cat <laughs> like, that, well that's just the uh but, kind of the kickoff yeah it's but like yeah, that's not really what i'm gonna hold up to but it's just like it feels like to me personally like there it felt like there was like behind the scenes things where dan was like trying to come to grips of what he was seeing but like we don't see that where it's just like that i felt like it would have given like a breath (laughs) like Like an extra 20 minutes where you got to breathe in between yeah because it's just like (laughs) the way it's shot it's just like the and like it, it is what it is but it's just like it was just like boom 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 and it's just like the only time anyone rest is um when they're dead yeah well when they're <laughs> dead but uh or when west gets knocked out um or just like i remember i was sitting there watching it and it's just like okay like here was another thing just to show how fast everything moved like dan uh starts off had his patient die and they're just like, you just got to let it go. You can't bring everyone back to life. And I was like, yeah, well, I know what this movie's called. <laughs> <laughs> and then they he goes forward, looks at his test scores. Megan walks up, and he's just like, ha-ha, kiss, kiss. And he's like, no, no. And then yes. And I'm like, that was real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my window's open. I can hear children. Let's just turn this volume down <laughs> real quick. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that was fast. And like... I don't know. I was half expecting, like, there's a scene where Dan's, like, right before they meet Wes to go see if he can move in. Because, like, they're talking about, like, death and, like, Dan, uh, like, he's like, oh, like, pretending he's a zombie walking up from the sheet. And, like, Meg's like, stop it! And, like, all this other stuff. And I'm like, hmm. I wonder if that's going to happen later. Because, like, I'll, I'll fully admit, like, watching that scene, I figured someone was gonna die i thought dan was going to die he does give off like the hero vibes right like he's and it's also i think the fact that he gives off such strong hero vibes kind of adds to his psychological break because he's like Mm -hmm. he's doing his best and everyone's like not good enough and he's like yeah (laughs) and like but like that's the his whole thing everyone's like dude he's everyone's like he's amazing it's all good like i don't know and it just might be the fact like now movies that like in film that comes out like and at least stories that i find interesting is like that perfect person no there's something else (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um so that was atmosphere so monster villains that's you yep i think that's me so um i know you'll probably won't give this the same score but i gave it a four Uh, no i gave it a four oh you did Mm -hmm. okay uh but yeah i did really enjoy the whole back and forth and like herbert west is a good creepy guy sorry actor who plays herbert west but like dr hill is also a very 
Yes, I should know his name because I was. I have IMDb up. So that's the only way I know. Oh <laughs> uh, well, like I researched him a little bit, and he's like kind of like pervasive through a lot of horror films, like either between side characters or like he makes um, appearances. Like I saw uh, someone did. I think they said this is one of his early roles and then they did a whole B-roll of all the other things he's been in. I'm like, oh, I vaguely recognize half of these. Yeah. But if you had to tell me a name, I wouldn't have pictured his name to his face. But yeah, I think he's very good at being creepy because he's he, he starts off already like uneasy because in the very beginning of the movie, you end up kind of meeting him because he's uh, clearly a, stu- uh, a student in like Zurich or something who's trying to use... Uh, who found out about the reanimation juice from his uh, schooling over there and he gets kicked out. So when he finally comes to school somewhere else where he can get access to dead bodies, he's already like jumpy and nervous and weasley and like avoiding people. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like I said, I did really like the back and forth of who's the most evil between him and Dr. Hill. And I will mention the joke that my, uh, one of our friends that we showed the movie to, uh, is he, uh, so Dr. Hill, for anyone who hasn't seen this movie, um, is very much this uh, guy who clearly wants access to Megan because mm-hmm. Dr. Hill is like one of the top doctors in the school. Megan's dad is the dean. So Dr. Hill thinks he has some sort of power over, you know, being friends with the dean and his daughter and all that stuff. And then Dr. Hill, surprise, surprise, ends up dead and reanimated and but <laughs> reanimated in such a way that his head is detached from his body mm-hmm. uh, and that particular scene that probably made it rated X in a number of countries my, my one friend goes the head's trying to give head <laughs> <laughs> yep oh man <laughs> that, that, I was like yeah you deserve what you're getting Hill <laughs> like <laughs> yeah and like Hill I think is um even when he's not in the scenes, he's very good at being creepy without even having to be in the scenes. Like they did have the his office in which they're like trying to find what is he doing to uh, Megan's dad because mm-hmm. oh, Megan's dad was reanimated um, after an altercation between him and Herbert West. He ends up reanimated, and Doctor Hill's like, "Oh, I'll take care of your dad and I'll try and fix him." you know essentially lying to megan yeah. turns out he's lobotomized her dad and is he's sitting for some reason dr hill has a padded room next to his office uh, yeah that was the <laughs> there's two big things about dr hill that is very off-putting one is that <laughs> but the even bigger one is his collection of megan stuff <laughs> yeah they're going through they're like what did he do to his dad and then dan opens up a folder and, and he's like, like Ugh. <laughs> this is this is articles about my girlfriend uh, and her hair i'm just and a piece of her skirt yeah i'm just gonna just take this <laughs> just yeah <laughs> hide this away like newspaper yeah, and clippings it, and all that uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah but then i think it ends up being really like you mentioned earlier he has he has his army he wants to bring up and when he did that i was like oh no how do, when did he have time then i realized you know he's kind of got two halves of them he's got his brain and he's got his body and they can you know work in different units yeah but like it, I guess uh, with with Hill, like with him, it like the way that it, it was going there is that he like it's not like he was just some random doctor. Like his, they say that he wrote papers and studies on the brain himself, and yeah, like and that's- he came at it from a different way from Doctor Gruber, who is the teacher of of West. Or- yeah, like 
yeah. West was telling uh, Hill, like, your research is wrong. There's actually a different, what you believe to be the truth is not the truth. And then Hill's like, fighting with them because Hill has awards and has had grants and is mm -hmm. basically in charge of a whole school. Yeah. And he's like, who is this little kid? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but no, I, I put, did I put four? My phone keeps shutting off, so I forgot what I wrote. Yeah, Monster and Villains 4, um, where it's just like, I think it does like a real good job of setting up the monsters in there because like Reanimator it's it's not a surprise like what what you're going to be dealing with <laughs> but yeah it's, but it's neat that it's not the pure focus of yeah but it like it i think it's interesting where like um west is keeps telling dan look i need test subjects to test this like i've only tested it on on like on cats and and like rats and mice and i have this i never tested it on a human which is why he's trying to get into hospital work and so or schools for hospital and so he gets there and uh like they test the human and like it's it becomes your stereotypical violent zombie but what it does is that it sets up the the next like the second half of the movie because it's like that's when dean megan's dad dean housey dies and uh um west is like dude we have to do this now because uh like i have we have never had a test subject this fresh and this new i we need to know we can bring him back and we can bring him back we'll all be fine and like if you guys weren't able to tell from if you haven't watched this movie it isn't completely fine <laughs> so uh but yeah and so but like that sets it up to the fact where it's just um and it gives a, a little bit of a peek into the end um where dean is still he still has some brain function because i think megan comes down I'm yeah she's she's able to like interact with him without him becoming violent yeah her, and that's where anybody yeah. else yeah and that's like what kind of how they keep him alive and like because he just kind of runs to the corner and then he becomes kind of sedated at that point like to the part, point where they can move him uh which that would have been an interesting to see like how do they get him out of the hospital without everyone freaking out because man he does not look human <laughs> <laughs> he, he looking a little pale a little dead uh, yeah um but yeah, the and then Hill, uh, Doctor Hill, like it's right after that scene. Like it hinted at it at the beginning, like that he's into Megan, and just yes, because they have the dinner scene. Yeah, and, and Doctor Hill is just like mm, your daughter, and the dean's like, LOL, and yeah. it's like no. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like I'm sitting there, and I'm like, ah, great. <laughs> <laughs> and so like creepy old man gets like. <laughs> undead powers <laughs> and then it's just like um but i even though i don't i didn't like the whole megan side of it i did think it was i thought it was interesting the fact like that we've already brought up a little bit before is that his he is able he knows the brain enough to where he's able to take west's research into a different way to use it to his advantage um in a way that West 
never would have thought of to the mm-hmm. part where he's able to control their zombies and he like or reanimated whatever they call him anyway the undead and uh he's just able to do different things that before they didn't think was an option yeah he never even considered in his research he was just focused on like the rebirth yeah and so i i think that i thought that was very interesting like of just another science like just another scientist getting his hands on all this research and like within the course of like uh hours was able to like change it into something different than intended mm-hmm. um but yeah uh the i guess the next thing though is unless there's anything else you want to say about monsters vs and villains um is visual appeal um i gave this a five the visual appeal mm-hmm. um i don't know what you put it as but um the this movie there's the monsters are very gross looking but yeah i oh, go ahead. <laughs> i also sorry um i was double checking what i put it but yeah mm-hmm. i also gave it a five because like I have such a soft spot for practical effects oh, yeah. and movie makeup. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's what I was thinking. It was just like you look at it and like when Doctor Hill's beheaded, you know that like every time you see him, he's just his head is on a table conveniently, and then when it's not, it's just like oh, that's a back shot that's in shadows, <laughs> which it's done that. But it's like like I remember when I was watching that and they put the head in there and there's just like a little bit of blood and then they pour more blood in there, which I thought was interesting to keep him alive and like no that's just literally just to cover the seam so that way the people don't see his head like Mm -hmm. his neck going through the the table yeah but the way that they got it to look like he like soaks in the blood through his neck i was like oh that's gross oh yeah like (laughs) it's it's that like the dead when they come back uh when they're reanimated is just like they're also gross looking like where it i think it's interesting because like now i'm reflecting on it like the the makeup that they did on the bodies it looks like that the fact that it shows that like the way i was interpreting is like blood and muscles haven't been moving for like days if not weeks on some of these bodies yeah and i think the other thing they did a good job of is making it look like some of the older bodies definitely were in a morgue right Mm -hmm. because of how pale and how just like yeah there really isn't anything left <laughs> yeah and, and but like and then just the different injuries that were on the, some of the people is just like <clears throat> excuse me like how they uh just showed like the the damages of the different things and uh yeah because like different... herbert mm-hmm. uh, i was just gonna say herbert west was obsessed with finding the perfect specimen because he was like reading the tags he's like well this one's in a car accident it's no good mm-hmm yeah I, I'm I'm also a sucker for for practical effects, um, and so the fact that it's just like they didn't have the option option of CGI, seeing the practical effects here was just really really cool, and that's why I gave it a five. But like even like as you said, your friend um, saying like oh the head's giving head, <laughs> like the way that is shot as well is like it just it's perfectly cut off so you don't see like the rest of his body and then they just have another actor holding his head like it's mm-hmm. it's really like messed it's a messed up shot 
in totality, but it's like, I just remember sitting there, I'm like, yeah, I don't know anybody that would be into that. Well, actually, I don't know. There's there's people what? that are into a bunch of different things, but it's just like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, I kind of saw this coming, but wish I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's very much one of those moments, like, knew you were creepy. And I knew you proved it. it. <laughs> yep, you're definitely creepy. Um, Very in character, unfortunately. Yeah. And and so, but like, there was other like practical effects that I thought was really cool and that I liked. Where it's just, uh, how is the body going to show that he is um, like not a beheaded freak? Oh, they put the, <laughs> they put the, head the mannequin head. The head. And he's just like, yep. <laughs> And, uh, and the, the security guard too busy reading. Uh, his, I I watched a recap. They're like, and the security guard's too busy reading his work porn to notice. Yep. Him. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna save my thoughts on the cop for likable characters. Spoilers for that. <laughs> what I thought about him, but uh, yeah, it's the and just like another really cool scene was the when the first human they try to bring back and how they get the bone saw. And like, kind of just cut through the chest, uh, and just like that whole practical effect was like really cool. Like it, because there wasn't any other option. It was just really cool to see the creativity and how they they did it. Even though it's like the effects, some of them are a little bit dated, and us in a twenty twenty one mindset of movies can kind of say, okay, I. I, I see what they're doing. I can see how it's done. It's still, it's still really good. Yeah, it's still yeah. really cool. Uh, how it's done. Okay, so then we're on to our last bit: the likable characters. I gave this a four personally because I think you mentioned it a little bit earlier how each of the characters brings their own, like they're good at portraying what their job was, and I found myself like concerned and rooting for Dan and Megan for so much of the movie. It was like that whole like, don't open that door. Don't open that drawer. No, don't do that. Why are you? You know it's bad. Your face says, okay, I gotta do this, but it's bad. <laughs> it's like, oh, guys. And then like, there was a period of time that I was like, uh, I felt really bad for the Dean because like, like I said, he called a stray. <laughs> he just... mm-hmm. He's like the first experiment for both villains right like herbert west is like this is the freshest sample we got let me just do it and dr hill was like used a lot you know ended up using him as a human is he still human test subject for a lot of his science dancers (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just like oh poor dean he just he's just trying to run a school yeah and then i remember when dan tries to like talk to the dean about stuff and Dan's like, this is what's happening. He's like, all right, Herbert West is expelled and you don't have a scholarship. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, but, but guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, but, and then I think uh, Megan as a character, I also liked her because she wasn't the usual damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. She had her moments where she was like, no, you can't just leave me alone. I'm going to help and I'm going to work through this with you. And Dan's like, but I want you safe. And she's like, and I'd be safe home alone? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and then and then Papa Halesy comes in just like, sup, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's safe. <laughs> Nobody's safe. Boom. Um, <laughs> I gave it a three. Um, 
because uh, yeah, I do I do agree with with stuff like that. And, I don't know. It's just very early on, like that whole thing with Hill, and I'm just like, oh, he's into Megan, and then it's just like he kept proving that point where his science seemed less and less like, oh man, we're gonna find this out. And he's like. Well, I'm going to get a hot college-age girl now. Woo-hoo. It's like, yes, because now that you're a beheaded freakazoid, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> what she wants. Um, but yeah, the... I don't know, and it's just like Herbert West, like, like Dan and Megan I thought were really strong characters, and like, for the... Yeah, like, they, their characters, like, I agreed and was rooting for them, and uh, even though, like... I, I like the fact that Dan, like, makes mistakes, but he tries to. He's like, I notice what I've done, and is like, her that West, like, like there's the point in the movie where like West no longer is able to like keep his control on Dan, uh, if for lack of a better term, where it's just like he was able to get him to do these things because of science, and Dan and now Dan's, Dan's like, like no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then it's just interesting where like him and Megan are like we got to do something and it forces them to work with West. Yeah, they're like out of all the possible solutions yeah. we have none. <laughs> um but it's just like West and Hill like I don't know their characters to me are just like I was like and it could just be the fact that I'm watching this what like 20 to 30 no Final Fantasy 10 came out 20 years later. So what like when did this come out? Um, I think it came out mid eighties. <coughs> yeah. Let me see. Let me scroll. So nineteen eighty five. Hey, literally in the middle uh, of the eighties. Yeah, it's thirty seven ish years old, almost forty. Um, it's uh, I don't know, just all this time where it's like, um, Herbert West, like I don't know, he. I'm just like it didn't feel like he it just felt like he was like one dimension it was like my research I'm going to go protect my research I need my research and it's just like there wasn't like any character growth and or just because that's that was he was like a one one point character mm-hmm. uh Dr. Dr. Hill was just for lack of better terms uncomfy um but like i it was one of those things i also saw very early on um i really liked um the security guard in front of the morgue (laughs) he was very much i'm in my own world yeah you guys are creepy it it felt (laughs) like he was cast in a different movie um oh uh the one recap i watched highlighted his line in the very beginning they're like and for the ominous beginning yeah and he goes Anything that walks in there doesn't, doesn't come out. out. Yeah, and then it's like <laughs> in the middle of the movie, they came out. <laughs> but like, I, I really liked the cop uh, or, or the security guard because it's just like his whole thing is like, "Yep, I'm here." Oh, okay, guy coming in the morgue in the middle of the night. I don't think this is weird. And like, he's just friends with Dan. He's just like, "Yeah, man, it's cool." <laughs> and then, and then at the very end, he's just like, he's just see, he just hears what's happening. He has the phone literally there to call and, like, let people know. He's like, yeah, I'm going to leave. <laughs> he's just like, I'm out. I'm not dealing with this. And I'm like. I know. He's like, do I want to live today? Do I want to help? Yeah. I want to live today. Because I think that's when the, he's like, I think he's about to go check. And then I think that's when 
like the door like explodes open he's like yeah i'm out (laughs) a very realistic reaction to a morgue door being blown open yeah yeah not today yeah he's like "Mm, i'm good so i really (laughs) liked him even i wish there was more of him like i i think what i would really have liked like as i was saying like the movie felt so fast it was just like i think it would have been interesting to see dan's friendship uh with like that that cop like because it's just like everyone sees him. it's just like the thing is like dan's like if this movie was made today i think there would have been a little bit more time establishing dan like maybe like 20 ish minutes showing dan's like relationship with this hospital because it's as soon as you're there it's just like everyone's like like dan like dan walks away from the patient that was lost and everyone's like oh man he's the number one student isn't it great how he feels for everybody oh and he's hot <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I like it's just like these swoon of nurse these nurses just swooning like oh man uh he's just been just like yeah and then and then it's just like that was the other the other weird thing i thought <laughs> it was just like his and dan and uh megan's relationship was supposed to be it felt like it was supposed to be a secret and then they just start making out in the middle of the hallway <laughs> It's just like <laughs> you're not doing a good job of for secret. <laughs> <laughs> as long as the dean's not walking the halls, yeah. I guess. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't believe people anyway. That's why he dies. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I would as three because it's just like the two half of the main cast. Like for me personally, watching this, I was like, okay, I see what's happening here. And uh, but like a few of the side characters and. Uh, and like Dan and, and Megan, like it, uh, I don't know, like it, it evened it out for me. Um, I, I just think personally, like, as I said, Ex Machina, like, I, I don't want anyone to think I purposely scored this lower so Ex Machina can win, but it's just <clears throat> the way Ex Machina carries itself. I like the, and like another movie that I really, really like is called, uh, uh Arrival. Um, where they're both like would be categorized as slow burn movies and i i like the movies that take their time and like explain like not have to explain in words or detail but at least show like why is a character this way and like in from their day-to-day life or how they interact with people and with this movie just like probably like how they made movies back then um I like I just didn't see that a lot with like our main characters. It's just like nope, that's just how they are, and let's go do the the thing. Yeah, I I can see that. Um, no, but I mean like even though I love this movie, I did give it all. My total is less than that of Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, is what it is. I just I also want to say that because I'm on the IMDb and uh, they have the movie poster and the tagline for their animator is. Uh, is Herbert West was a has a good head on his shoulders, and another one on his desk. <laughs> <laughs> and people probably read the poster like, "Excuse me." <laughs> well, no, it shows uh, it. Here, oh, does it? Here, show here, it I'll send you poster? the I'll send you the the link to the IMDb. Wow, no, a a time when they were like nobody else can. Oh, it shows it right there. <laughs> yeah, it does. And then it's just like H.P. Lovecraft's classic tale of horror, Reanimator. It will scare you to pieces. <laughs> God, I, I miss the days. <laughs> so, That's beautiful. Um, so yeah. Uh, 
So yeah. So what's your final total? Uh, I think it was twenty. Okay, that's what I have up on my spreadsheet, and mine was a twenty-three. So then, ultimately, uh, X Machina wins with a forty-nine versus Reanimator. Re- oh, oh, about <laughs> Reanimator's forty-three. Mm-hmm. So then, let me go ahead and put that into the bracket. Oh man, this is like an old school episode where we didn't keep track of time. <laughs> this is like two hours and thirty minutes, <laughs> and we got another one to record after this. We. I don't think we that have- one's going to take as long though. <laughs> you were so excited to get through the first the second half might take a while yeah well the, the here's the thing why i think it, it took so long is that ex machina it's made to be a thinking movie and so like and our conversation i was noticing like there's a lot of like the psychological debate and like the whole theme of the movie is like what is human and like we were kind of having that conversation as well okay yeah lots of layers. and so moving forward i don't think ex machina is going to like ex machina is probably going to let me just look at the list here um hereditary and the nah, i don't know hereditary and baba duke will probably have some long conversations but like out of everything like i knew ex machina was going to be like a long, a long conversation just because of the themes of it yes um so then i guess we it'll feel weird for us to do this so then we should do an outro then huh yeah um so for anyone who's confused why we're being confused is that we are just with the the way this uh this month is going um we are doing two episodes a month sorry wrong two episodes a week um because um we wanted to try to keep this as close to halloween spooky month as possible (coughs) excuse me I I drank all my tea and I don't have water, so throat's getting a little dry. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah, uh if you guys like this, um I don't know. If you guys haven't uh haven't been able to see uh or understand currently, like Hoff and I, like, we are thoroughly enjoying this kinda like movie debate because normally we don't get to deep dive into this stuff just with the nature of the how we do this and if you guys like this uh like let us know um because i it's kind of more me because it's just how my brain works and i feel sorry for hop but it's like my brain's just like hey why is all this other thing we can do (laughs) like what if we could like i don't know we're we're enjoying deep diving into some of these movies and there's been talks of how we can take some Still keep the pointless discourse debate and stuff that we have, but still like move it into like a, a sense of movies and and stuff. So if this is something you guys like, yeah, let us know. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you would feel as kind, leave uh, one of those review things on uh, on uh, the the what's that stuff called iTunes. So uh, more more potential people could listen, but or share it with a friend, enemy, whoever. We'll take them. Uh, you don't or have to talk to with us on, <laughs> or interact with us on Twitter. Uh, reviews and interacting with us on Twitter will get you shout outs. Yeah, like JR. Um, but yeah, we have a potential another two hour episode to record right after this one. After we take a short break because my body's like, hey, you you need to do something. <laughs> um, yes. So yeah, thank you everybody. I hope you enjoyed this. And if you didn't agree with this, let us know. We'll tell you that you're wrong. Just re-listen to the episode. (laughs) But thank you. And uh, yeah, see you Thursday. Bye.